0: Hello everyone, welcome to True Cult Pop, the pop music podcast with me, Stephen Hill. It's episode 69, 69, dude. That's what they say, isn't it? Every time that number comes up, isn't it? Gaz Jones, he's also Hello. here. How you doing, mate?
1: Three aces. I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, a bit of Bill and Ted's Great there.
0: Great bants.
1: Great bants. Oh, great films. Two out of three and bad as Meatloaf wants two, two out of three and bad.
0: Meatloaf. I think Meatloaf was singing about the Bill & Ted franchise.
1: I think he was talking about when they jumped the shark and yeah. Dave Grohl turned up. It's like, well, of course he fucking did. It. Of course he fucking did. It. That's yeah. terrible, that
0: third Bill and Ted film. Anything you've seen worse than that Bill and Ted film recently? Well, Other than my t-shirt. Think, which you just yeah, just, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, Speaking of racists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, t- to be honest, mate, I think if that, if that first Bill and Ted hadn't come out in that lockdown summer 2020... Mm. It would have been given a fucking absolute kicking, but because it came out then, uh, during that kind of, we need nostalgia, I need hugs, from the 90s. Yeah. It, it, it basically, you know, it, I, I said it could have been, it could have been an absolute dog shit on a plate, and still, people would have raved about it, and it was a dog shit on a plate, and people raved about it, but, you know.
0: It, it was terrible. I remember watching it during yeah. lockdown, and thinking, I hope I get long COVID, so that I don't have to... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to watch this anymore well well, actually if you had long COVID you could watch Bill and Ted's couldn't you I wouldn't have made any difference
1: no I think I just went back to Tiger King straight afterwards and and Squid Game like everyone else oh walking cliche that I am
0: it was like a long time ago you making banana bread while um, while watching Tiger King in the background what you doing
1: yeah fuck all those white middle class pricks homework buying all the loo roll and all the flour well done, Jamie. I'm saying, oh,
0: not Jamie <laughs> Lemon. No. All oh,
1: right. Okay. No. Good. No. What's Jamie Oliver. What's Jamie? What's Jamie, Jamie Lemon got to do with banana bread? and the first Jamie picking that... a random Jamie. Just yeah, it was. You could have gone, and his magic torch.
0: Could have done. Yeah. yeah uh, showing him. your age there. Yeah. As usual. I thought it mate. (laughs)
1: Fuck you. Right, anyway, (laughs)
0: let's crack on, because we've got quite a lot to talk about today, because today, Mm. on this week's show, we're going to be going through the best albums that Gaz and I listened to in January. The best albums. We've got 12 albums, and when I say the best albums, you know what that means, don't you? It means no fucking Green Day. So... Don't bother. <laughs> don't bother tweeting me about Green Day. Don't bother like getting. Are you guys gonna do Green Day? No, we're not gonna do Green Day. No. I haven't listened to it. I've got absolutely no interest in listening to it whatsoever. No. Um
1: mm. it's not. I've heard. I've heard the song that rips off Pink mm. only because um, Justin Hawkins did. I don't know if you do. You, do you follow Justin Hawkins? Yeah, on YouTube? watch a odd bit here and there. Yeah, yeah, they, they, are, they are fucking good videos. Yeah, um, but good. He, he did one recently where yeah, there's one of the songs on the Green Day album rips off um, what's that pink song so diddle what diddle diddle diddle. thank you only mm-hmm. you'd know love pink yeah this is it's a p- pop music podcast about pink pop music so about pink <laughs> not, not about, about pink. pink pop yeah um, not the German festival uh, no no it's Dutch festival the pink pop Fuck, where are we going with this, this I don't know before? mate <laughs> I <laughs> don't on. know no green day basically
0: Right, okay, good. Um, uh, Good, all right, well, um, that's fine. Um, We're not doing Green Day, basically. We're not doing Green
1: Day. Cut a long story short. No Green Day. Excellent news.
0: Right, okay, go to patreon.com forward slash Pop if you want to sign up for more exclusive content over there. You can get us talking about Spilt Milk by Jellyfish. If you're listening to this podcast, it comes out. So here's an interesting thing. What I will say is, one, I absolutely fucking love that record. I, I yeah. just absolutely love that record.
1: I'm so happy, but I also was 100% sure you would say that as well.
0: Yeah. And also, if you do listen to it tomorrow, interestingly, what you'll hear is me wondering if Pompey signs Owen Moxon. <gasps> oh, oh. And we Mo- did. M- m- he did. A- a- today. 11am. 11 M. Yeah. signed in from Carlisle. I'm delighted with that. Absolutely delighted. So tomorrow, nice. if you're listening to this podcast, so this is transfer <laughs> deadline day, reverse, Thursday, reverse transfer news. as we <laughs> record. We sign him today, which would be tomorrow, if you're listening to this tomorrow. If you sign up, you can hear mm. us from recording on Wednesday, where I was going, oh, will we? That's if you're even vaguely interested in League One transfers in football.
1: Well, nineties goalkeepers to return next week. <laughs> yeah, <So laughs> that's, I'm saying.
0: that's much better. That is, that is much better. Hans Sagers uh, coming next week.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and, and uh, what was it Andrew Marriott? There you go. Andy
0: Marriott. He was not in for a second choice goalkeeper. He was. He in was. The yeah.
1: Basically, there's a pattern forming here. I think I've spoken about Steve Sutton, Mark Crossley, and uh, who's apparently a big Britpop fan. As I found out on Twitter the other week, right. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, now, yeah, and uh, Andy Marriott, swing to, low, sweep Marriott. That's yeah, you're gonna have to, to sing.
0: You're gonna have to start doing um, fullbacks or something sooner. You, know, you have to do Gary Charles and Steve. Oh,
1: Gary Charles. um uh, uh, what was the name of the Forest play? Was it Gary Charles or the, the guy who had who headed it out of the goalie's hand because he only had one Gary hand Crosby. on the ball. Great Go, goal, Gary Cross against Manchester City.
0: It's Andy yeah. Dibble, Andy Dibble in goal. Anyway, look, this isn't really. There's me going. We don't have much time this week. Let's talk about Andy Dibble. You
1: always <laughs> say that. <laughs>
0: I know. Um, I got. Uh, come on, I want, I want. I want. my um my sticky chicken wings, gas That's what I'm. I've, I've got um,
1: sticky chicken thighs. Like just calling me from the mm, fridge, going, please cook me. Oh,
0: also, way. coming this week, hopefully, uh I haven't done any notes on this yet, but what I did watch is there's a documentary on Netflix which you have to watch about the yeah. creation of um We Are the World, We Are the Children. It's really good. Oh. It's really, really good. And there's some What's amazing. What's it called? Oh, I fucking can't remember what it's called. But anyway, it'll be the only one. It's called Like One oh. Night in. But anyway, it's it's the only music documentary about that the making of that song so it shouldn't be too (laughs) hard to find it's
1: pretty niche isn't it yeah
0: it's pretty niche yeah (laughs) some amazing stories um but we've been doing michael jackson's bad and there's some great michael jackson footage in that documentary i bet great michael jackson footage. so michael jackson's bad is uh coming this week and i am i mean i've i've already called it that it's the best pop album ever made so I've sort of set my stall out to like, we're going to have to duke it out between that. And we, we've done, we've duked that out between that and Like a Prayer by Madonna. Like a we? Prayer.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm a, yeah. All right, let's park that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I pretty much fully on board with, you know, with what you just said, because it just is. And we're going to take about two, two and a half hours to explain why it is the greatest pop album I've ever made. It Can't is. wait.
0: And we're gonna basically ignore all of the allegations against him because what
1: allegations <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly seemed like a really normal guy to me uh no I'm sure I'm sure we won't but like anyway, no, it's such a great album like um, oh. you know it's such a great album. It's just a shame that he's a bit of a weirdo, but anyway, listen, so we said last week we're gonna start doing a new sort of thing, rather than earworm, we're going to do Lost Cult Pop. Because usually what's Mm. been happening is we've been bringing kind of long-forgotten gems of Mm. songs into the podcast. And this is the first one. Rather than having two, we're going to concentrate, we're going to focus all of our energies onto one lost banger. Uh, This week, MC Tunes and 808 State, the only rhyme that bites, massive hit. From the uk rapper his only hit really well i say his only hit he did release it about four times
1: Oh, he had a great follow-up to this
0: yeah but Which... was it a hit though gas
1: yes it was top 20.
0: was it top 20 okay Tune I splits the atom ah okay see i thought i couldn't find the i couldn't find the chart placing for that oh
1: you you waffle mate i'll find them
0: okay fine well anyway basically so MC Tunes is Nicholas William, William Dennis Hodgson born on the 28th of March 1970 which means as he says in his song that we're talking about today he's only 19 when this hit number 10 in the UK singles yep. chart in yep. 1990 with with 808 State 808 State yeah. obviously they are a group who had multiple hits of the time one of the mm. The sort of Manchester electronic... I mean, I guess, you know, kind of coming out of that Hacienda scene. And... um are you a fan of 808 State? Were you a fan of, like...
1: Them in, Huge. in general? Huge. Yeah, fan. man. I, oh, yeah. Okay. I mean... 808 State, for me, is like... Um, where is it in my notes you've skipped to the end here mate sorry mate oh, I was going to go yeah mate no, no sorry but you know eight away state I think they they, for me they were kind of the daddies of like the lay's house mm. house kind of boom I guess you know the, there was obviously fucking hell there, you know, there was a lot shocker you know, a guy called Gerald S Express all I can't all those kind of yeah man a bit earlier wasn't it well you know the Damski. that was a damp schema yeah all that kind of stuff all, all those kind of you know like UK DJs and, and acts and stuff that were bringing over that Detroit house sounds mm-hmm. and mixing it because obviously the, D, the Detroit house scene didn't have a drug it was all about just dancing mm-hmm. and yeah they brought that Detroit house music over to the UK mixed it with a little white pill <laughs> and kind of slowed it down a bit and yeah, put a, a brilliantly kind of British slant on it and mix it with the kind of the, sort of the Balearic beats and stuff. But yeah, I always start think with yeah. the best of all of them, like, uh, was it what was the track? Uh, Pacific 202. Pacific, yeah, Pacific State. That is one of the greatest dance records ever made. You, you all know it. It's one that goes. Mm. You know, Let yourself go. Oh, um, 7 a.m. Seeing it, see it, the sun rise over yeah. Cafe Del Mar.
0: Um, one in ten with UB40 they did a remix of one in ten didn't they do you remember that they did yeah? uh,
1: cubic cubic and that was another great cubic song. and Olympic
0: split uh, yep. double A side
1: banging. Um, tune splits the atom 18
0: yeah. you, you're quite right it was a hit
1: yeah tune uh, splits the atom which uh, samples um, the Manny bass line from the outro of I'm the resurrection does it it is brilliant it is if anything mate it's i think it's a better song than the only run that-
0: wow okay because yeah. mate the only run that bites is a fucking banger bonanza yeah. in it let's talk about is it bonanza no, no no
1: no no what bonanza it was uh fucking where was it, it it was yeah. It was a, a western. I mean, it's from a western, but it was a western called Big Country. I do you know what I not really... Stuart Adamson no. you know, riding on a fucking horse <laughs> <laughs> in a, in a Over big the country time bridge. You know.
0: Mate, I I really thought it was Bonanza. I was sure my whole life as a kid. I was like, oh, they sampled Bonanza. No, none of well,
1: Bonanza. no, them weren't Bonanza. Okay, fuck me. That's uh, yeah, that's something, yeah, isn't it, it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a. It was a I don't know, for 50s Western, probably yeah. Gary Cooper in it or something. Yeah, because it had. Um, yeah, but yeah, it had yeah, it was called thing. Big Country. Okay. I didn't know. The whole
0: time I thought it was Bonanza. So, mate, the only one oh, yeah. that bites, like, absolute tune. I mean, the thing is, is that yeah. 1990, you are very much in the rap music at this point, and, and rapping is only just starting to turn into <laughs> something which is more than a da da da, a ba da a da 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 da. And, you know, I mean, Obviously, it, the last few years, it in America, it certainly has started to evolve way beyond that. But we're still not really at the point where you're getting these like Eminem-style, fast as fuck, like a million miles an hour, like you know, kind of stream of consciousness, consciousness rap that you get on this. And yet, MC tunes. I remember hearing this and being like, I can't believe this. This is the fastest so this, fast. is, yeah, this is the fastest shit I've ever I've never heard anything faster than this before in my entire life. It's unbelievable. And even still when I listen to it, I think he's I think it's quite impressive. I think it's pretty impressive mm-hmm. that he's got, you know, a come to a room a chum acapella mum. I'm the one that's super with the waterhead and then he goes, <laughs> and he just goes, in the, in the middle of it as well. And Get he's out and he's like some <laughs> white bloke from from, from Moss Side
1: side side yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I mean, t- there was another, there was another UK rapper, a similar sort of time. It might have been the same summer, actually. Do you remember? Do you remember Silver Bullets? I know the name, but I don't 20 remember. Twenty seconds to comply.
0: Oh remember fuck! That? Yes, I do remember that.
1: Absolute fucking.
0: That is tune, a great man. tune.
1: Yeah, and and again, I remember hearing. You know, it was like UK hip hop, and it was the first time that I'd yeah heard somewhat you know chill out you've got to take it in context this was 34 yeah. fucking years ago right yeah. pretty much right I'd never heard kind of rapping or any vocalist kind of do that you know the only round that bites step back while I attack the mic demon rhymes like a script from a fright I write like a poet design like a sculptor carved from a steel cause strength is my culture and that was about 20 times slower than the way he does it yeah yeah it really is know? and I was heinously hell- stumbling over my words but th- this this song was everywhere that summer. It reminds me. This is one of those songs that is intrinsically linked to Italian ninety. Yeah. Obviously, it comes out in June, and it was obviously a top ten hit. But I, I, I remember the, the the kind of instrumental passages of this song, i.e. the big country sample break, mm-hmm. being used on. I don't know if it was like ITV's kind of coverage was for it? like that the highlights. I, Something links it in my head more than just oh it was out at the time. I'm sure it was used in like highlight packages or goal of the week, something like that. I swear it was. I might be wrong, but
0: it may well have been. I mean, I weirdly now yeah. you said that that seems to have triggered something in my brain. Yeah, and it makes me yeah. think that actually because of the USA '94. I mean, this has sort of been forgotten about by '94, but I'm wondering yeah. if you're thinking about. USA ninety four because I feel like they would have used this, you know, the clips of America be. being like, with like people. Right. To, I think they might have brought this back because again, done, you know, like
1: he. I mean, it was re it was re released. God knows how many re-released times re released in
0: ninety yeah. two, re released again in ninety seven. So like he yeah. had a couple of goes, you know, he had a, he had a couple a couple of bites at the of the cherry with it, which is weird because, you know. It was a top ten hit in nineteen ninety mm. and it yeah. probably wasn't gonna get any higher a couple of no. years later because of the way that, you know, hip hop had moved on by that point and the way that like r- you know, rave culture had moved on quite a mm. lot by that point as well. And you know, I mean got thinking about British hip hop in nineteen ninety, but I mean prior to this you oh, I when he would hell.
1: have I mean, like I would have heard I mean there was, I mean, was hijack obviously, which I'll talk about on the or, yeah, you know, who I, I wouldn't—I wasn't aware of him. At no, time. I mean the only I was one... only aware of the shit like Silver Bullet. But I was only aware of Silver Bullet because it was on top of the pops. Just like I was only aware of MC Tunes Street Tough. Was on top of the
0: pops. Street Tough would have been the first. Time. T- yeah, Rebel MC man. Rebel MC Can't would have been bass. the first time I'd ever heard any kind of UK hip hop before in my yeah, life.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway, it's a great song, it, oh, and, and it, it still sounds kind of weirdly. I'm not going to say contemporary. But it doesn't, uh, yeah, like, were it not for the fact that, there, you know, there's a lot of those dance acts that were sampling, and we've spoken before, like, you know, Sesame Treats. Sesame's uh, Treat. Sesame's treat uh, and Rhubarb and Custard. Rhubarb and Custard. Uh, trip to, trip yeah. to Trump. All the kind of post-prodigy yeah. Charlie stuff, yeah. right? And yeah. so there were so many things that <laughs> were getting sampled from TV shows, kid shows, you know, mm-hmm. a few years later, you're getting like the Tetris music and the Mario Brothers rap oh, and all that kind gosh. of stuff. Um, so that does give it a bit of a date, a dating, that kind of like, and, and you know, that kind of early rave thing, but in terms of his actual vocals, MC Tunes vocals, you don't mm. really have anything, I don't think, that particularly, sort of ties it to an era, and I think that's quite yeah. impressive actually.
1: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, It's it still sounds, I think, you, you try and take the kind of nostalgia element out of it, and I still think it sounds absolutely great, mmm I mean, what did. We... Were you a fan of Dust Junkies? Because obviously he went on to front the Dust Junkies after this. Yeah. He I really like. I, I bought that first Dust Junkies album. I thought it was great.
0: The Dust Junkies are a funny one, right? Because they were a band who. I kept kind of. It kept eluding me a little bit, right? So I never mm. remember seeing their album in the shops. And they were due to support Deftones and they pulled out. Mm. And they were due to support somebody else that I was going to see at one point as well and they pulled out. I think they were meant to play in I think they were meant to play the inaugural Vans Warped Tour stage mm. or maybe the day after they were meant to play the Vans Warped Tour when it became like the fucking big beat tent or whatever they were calling it at the time yeah. and again they pulled out they just kept pulling out of stuff so i was always like you know oh because the, they did loads of remixes of people didn't they they did like deftones i think they did a therapy they did a therapy remix i'm pretty sure they did a lot of their uh, their, they like did, yeah. three colors red and stuff like they did yeah. do a lot of their, like brit rock man yeah. man yeah
1: they, yeah they did a remix of paralyze three yeah. Three red. yeah 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 mm-hmm. sounds
0: about right so they were remixing yeah. a lot of like american rock bands from the time it probably like I, I don't know, but I would imagine it feels like the sort of thing that, you know, Nine Inch Nails or Smashing Pumpkins and the kind of a door era would have got yeah. Dust Junkies in to do a remix or even like Manson or Marilyn Manson something like that. But anyway, yeah, they, I, so yeah, I, I never ever listened to them, the Dust Junkies, because they just continually eluded me, other than a few of their remixes. So I don't yeah. really have any opinion on them, Ah, oh. so, other than they, they seem to not really like, want to be anywhere near me.
1: No, well, you
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That's
1: you're fine. you're about two you're about two hundred miles away from where I am, mate, and that's close enough. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> Fucking you know, hell, yeah, it yeah. just good. So, anyway, uh, uh, yeah, but um, but yeah, I I bought uh, going back to kind of the lockdown, I actually bought the MC Tunes album. This is from the North at its heights on mm-hmm. vinyl during lockdown. Did and you? It's really good. It's a really, really good, solid, kind of early nineties kind of UK underground hip hop sounds mm. mixed in with hacienda and Balearic beats. I mean it's it, but yes, it's proper timestamp, but honestly it still sounds really good. There's a there's a deluxe version of it on um on streaming services. I might give it a listen. I'd advise yeah. you to go and listen to it, mate. Okay. I think you really like it. I I
0: probably, really would. Like it. I probably would like Probably would. Um oh yes, Fun Love and Criminals just look they Fun Love and Criminals, I do remember them um doing a Scooby snacks Remix I've just seen. It took him okay. 25 years to follow that album up. The North at its Heights, 1990. Hacienda yeah. Records, which I'm surprised yeah. that existed oh, in 2015. Right. 2015, Damaged by Stereo, was his follow up um, album. 25 I'll years later. It. Not heard that. Maybe no. that might be. Well, we'll see, won't we? We'll see. Anyway, The Only Rhyme That Bites by 808 State, featuring MC Tunes, is a banger. Is an
1: absolute. Absolute uh, rager, mate. Absolute
0: rager. So since we last spoke, I've been to two gigs. And I won't talk about one right now because I'm gonna talk about it in a little bit. But just want to say very, very quickly, I saw Depeche mode again. I'm not gonna review it again. I'm not going to review <laughs> it again. But I do have to say, right? <laughs> I do have to say, they played behind the wheel. On saturday oh. for the first time since 2014 oh, wow. they played home as well oh. which I hadn't played in the other two the other two mm. they played uh they played some or oh, martin gore did something instead of doing his kind of ruined strange love a bit so he did um somebody from some great reward which isn't a brilliant song to be perfectly honest but you know it's something different but mate fucking behind the wheel wow i i love that's the song about fisting for those of you who don't know about yeah. depeche mode i'm pretty sure it's about fisting that song yeah i think yeah. it is isn't it yeah yeah or pegging yeah pegging pegging fisting, fisting.
1: um whatever crew yeah cruising all <laughs> yeah, the
0: ends all, all that, yep. all all that good Ings. shit um, yeah, but mate, it was uh, <laughs> do be clean. It, it, yeah, make sure to wipe up the scum. And it, it was, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. But hey, I've reviewed Depeche Mode kind of twice, and it was yeah. like the first week of February, and I've already reviewed them twice. And I don't if I get another chance, I'm gonna yeah. be right in there, like Mark, like my my like somebody's <laughs> somebody's fist up my Ingalls' asshole. <laughs>
1: Like a clenched hand.
0: Allegedly.
1: <laughs> Re- ready to do battle.
0: They're just songs. It doesn't mean they, they actually do it. I was looking yeah. at Martin Gore and I was thinking, no one's ever looked more more like a pervert than Martin Gore. Martin Gore yeah. is like in, in his like sort of leather kilt with all like bondage gear all over it. And he's sort of yeah. funny like shock of white hair and this yep. like really sort of surprised look on his face playing his brilliant music like slapping a keyboard I was like look at him he's just yeah. got pervy vibes all over
1: him yeah. and in a
0: nice way as well I'm not saying that he's definitely not saying no, he's it's not a threatening perv him. just he's a nice not, perv just, he's, he's a just... perv
1: you could take to meet your mum exactly
0: exactly um, yeah. right we've got 12 albums oh do you want to talk about oh. do you want to say hooray you and me at six are breaking up hooray
1: Hooray! One Finally, a good bit of news. That band, um, one less, one less bunch of, of shits. <laughs> although, although that's definitely a reason now to go to Slam Dunk, mate. You and me down the front. Oh. Tell for? them f- flicking the V's at Matt Stocks. Oh, can't wait. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Matt's not any. He'd be DJing. He won't be there. Oh no, he will be. Well, of course, he, yeah, he will be there why do you want you gonna flick like just deliberately mug Matt off while he's DJing? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> um yeah. I think then you'll be you flicking you're, yeah, you're, you're, I'll, you're... I'll
1: be flicking the V's like in all directions, it'll be like an out of control machine gun. I'm not
0: going to I'm I'm not gonna go to slam dunk. Sorry, no. mate. I'm not going to slam dunk. No, that's no.
1: fine, mate. Sorry. I've got too many
0: other good festivals happening, aren't there? This year, to waste your time Fair. with that. Fair. Right, anyway, let's go on with it. 12 albums. We've picked an album of the month each. Gaz, I'm going to let you start.
1: Mm. What Hello. are you saying for your okay.
0: album of the month?
1: Okay, well, you know, full, full disclosure, it was pretty fucking hard picking um, one mm. out of the 12 because, boy, oh, boy, if the rest of the year is like this... Strong right start, is it? Oh, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But I've gone for... I, mean, I think it is the biggest album that we are going to yeah, be reviewing yeah, this month. And it's fantastic. It says it's um, the sophomore release from The Smile. Wall of Eyes. Uh, Wall of Eyes. Oh, frightening. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, as close to a new Radiohead album as we'll get in 2024 or forever going forwards, possibly. Yeah.
0: Sad, thing, and
1: isn't it? yeah, it is, but I mean you know we're only in january, but i'll be I will be absolutely shocked if this doesn't make at least my top ten, really, yeah, wow, okay, come December time I've been listening to this pretty much non-stop for the past few weeks um you know whilst um the Smiles debut album is a kind of companion kind of segue to a moonshake pool, you know. Uh, this second platter is it's a definite progression into more kind of proggier, jazzier and kraut rockier waters, if that's a word, it's a word now. Um It's definitely a kind of more obtuse and less immediate album. You know, more obtuse, less immediate. Tom York, really? <laughs> what a fucking, what a shocker Um But that's exactly what I want from something that contains previous mention, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood. You know, but as opposed to the first album, you know, this time around, there's a much more kind of live and natural kind of production to it, you know, working with a different producer, obviously, kind of changed that and also utilising like the London Symphony Orchestra on the majority of the tracks, which is outrageous. Oh, to have been a fly on the wall in those sessions blimey you know the way the album opens with the kind of edgy bossa nova of the title track you know it's a thing of like paranoid beauty it's exactly what I want from like it's something that contains you know half well no a third of of Radiohead um you know the jazzy kind of Beatlesque melodies of Friend of a Friend is utterly joyous and you know it's some of the most kind of playful stuff that like, Tom Tom York has performed in years um the way to read the room kind of goes from like delicate king crimson kind of openings into some of the best kind of sonic, youthy kraut rock locked in groove. Like when it, when the kind of like the kind of rhythm changes on a dime, like about two thirds way through the soul, it's just like oh my god, you know, there's so many kind of unexpected delights in like the ways like the, the songs kind of constantly evolve. Uh, like, um, blending hectic is the is the best track here. The kind of sparse intro Mm -hmm. builds through this gentle and lilting jazzy verse that swells with lush orchestration that builds and builds and builds into this almost end of the world noise clearly inspired by the kind of uh, orchestral kind of noise coda in A Day Day in the Life by the Beatles. And then ends with this kind of incredibly heavy grungy kind of guitar uh, crescendo that's almost space rock but it's super heavy and utterly transfixing um i mean whilst it being a must a much less kind of immediate and more melancholic um than the debut album uh, a light for attract- attracting attention um it's a su- succinct eight tracks at 45 minutes that never outstays it's welcome you know will we ever get more radiohead material on the strength of this i'm not particularly fussed as this is the strongest set of material greenwood of y- and york have put out in a long time i think this is an absolutely fucking stunning stunning album mm.
0: yeah i mean in terms of does this replace radiohead if we don't get new radiohead material i mean uh, I, were let's pretend this is a radiohead album and say it is a radiohead
1: album It's def- if you squint if you squint it kind of is yeah
0: it's definitely better than pablo honey um it's definitely better than pablo honey it's probably better than king of limbs as well i would say Uh, yeah
1: yeah yeah, it's better than king of limbs Um, and i like king of limbs
0: i think after that i would say it would kind of go up against a moon-shaped pool for that placing but that actually just says more about the spectacular quality of Radiohead's back yeah. catalogue than it does say anything really about this album yeah. because you're right, I think if this is filling a gap for Radiohead, I'll always be like, oh my God, there's obviously going to be something that's just more exciting because it has the word Radiohead on it. But
2: yeah.
0: I'm not going to think about it too much because you know these are great songwriters and when you get the thing that Greenwood and York are so good at, which is this kind of minimalist, acoustic, ambient, woozy, lush soundscape, and that, that that voice, that Tom York voice. It's almost impossible if you're a long-term fan. You have this sort of Pavlovian response to being like, oh my God, this is, this is fucking brilliant. I wasn't actually that taken by a light for attracting attention. I thought it was all right, but yeah, all right. it didn't really right. grab me as much as this did. I don't think, absolutely everything is Radiohead level standard on this album, but Read The Room is unbelievable. The bass line, that little weird riff that goes over the top of it, how Tom York manages to make a coherent, melodic, catchy vocal over it is is unbelievable. The soar you mentioned on Friend Of A Friend when those strings come in are just incredible. Absolutely incredible. And then when it drops out and you just get Tom York and a piano, it reminds me of Rabbit in Your Headlights by Uncle.
1: Good shout. That's a great yeah? shout.
0: Which is, you know, which is an fucking amazing song. Um, and you've mentioned the best song. Bending Hectic is, is yeah. Spirit of Eden guitars until it turns into, I would say, it's the heaviest, sort of guitar heaviest I've heard them go for a little while. I don't know, is it? I mean, I suppose Mooncheck pulls 2016. So even that's like eight years ago, seven and a half years ago yeah. at this point, right? But, yeah. and there are a few bits on that where they do kind of, you know, whack, crack out the guitars and...
1: Make, yeah, but not like this. But not probably
0: like this. not quite, no, no, no. It it's definitely different, isn't it? And and I, I I loved hearing that. I mean, yeah, Bending Hectic is, is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely is amazing. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, this is this is really good. I kind of wonder, like, it does make me worry a bit for the future of Radiohead because you sort of think to yourself, well, if you're giving up material this good, because I would just be like, well, save bending hectic. If you've written that, save it for the Radiohead album when that comes out, right? Because that's, but then maybe it's not coming out. And that's I'd why. be very
1: surprised. I'd be very surprised if we get another Radiohead album. I I I think in the next I don't know probably before the end of this decade they'll probably headline Glastonbury one more time and I think that'll probably be it. Yeah. What have they got left to fucking prove, man? Um, well, nothing, but and, you know. And it's that whole thing. It's just like you know, it's been eight years now. Let's say it's another five years. Time, let's say for argument's sake that there's a new Radiohead album coming out, the thirteen-year gap, the level of expectation. Would never be met in a million fucking years. Yeah, it'd be tough that. That'd be a tough It would be it would be kind of up there with like, I don't know for, for years and years, like you know, people waiting, waiting for say I f I don't know. Fear a New Pink Floyd. The Fearinoculum or a new Pink Floyd album. The expectation is never fucking bad. As 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 amazing as Fear Inoculum is. Yeah was and always will be I think it's a fucking great album, but album yeah. you, you can never you can never meet that expectation no
0: no it's true you can never meet it and I think this gives and, this gives them a, a, an outlet to do I mean essentially the same thing right because yeah. this isn't like you go oh my god like this is a mad you know, this it's is a Tom
1: York doing. You know, nursery rhymes. What a departure! A yeah, yeah. What you know what, what, I mean? what a it's departure
0: like, for those two. Like they're doing the same yeah. thing basically. Yeah,
1: uh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm absolutely fine with that. It's it's, it's stunning. It's 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 an absolute work of art. Mm. And it's instantly, I'm like, yeah, top ten, maybe top five. I'd be very surprised. I'm not going to stop listening to this. I haven't stopped listening to it.
0: Yeah, it's it's the first time in a long time where I have genuinely gone. Because like I say, the I mean, funnily enough, there's an album later on where I mentioned sort of Tom York's solo material and it's the scores that he's done and that Johnny Greenwood has been involved in and stuff and you kind of listen to it and you go, yeah, yeah, this is cool, but I'd like a radio album. And even like a light like for attracting attention, I was like, yeah, yeah I'd like a, like a, a radio album though, really. And This is the first time where I've gone, this might keep me going if we don't get one. So yeah, it is... It is really good. Really, really good. Wall of Eyes by The Smile. Gaz's album of the month. And like I say, probably the biggest album that we're going to be talking about this particular month. My album of the month comes from French electronic artist Fake Ear. The album is called Hyper Talisman. Uh, It's a follow-up and companion piece to his Talisman album from last year. Now, Fake Ear is... I think I'm saying that right, Fakir, Fakir, Fakir. Yeah, I've been saying
1: well in my head, I've been like, going Fakir,
0: Fakir. Yeah, um, he's cool. He's toured with Bonobo and Odessa over the last few years. Um, he's worked and remixed people like Alex Metric and uh, Diva Pramel. All cool, but I have to say I'd never properly sat down and fully listened to any of his music before. But I'm in the right place for this sort of stuff at the at the moment, you know. Um, Bicep have just announced a massive Finsley Park show in the summer, which I fully intend to go to. Um, I'm still playing that Barry Can't Swim album from last year, which I thought was absolutely excellent. Yeah, that's great. This gorgeous, modern, minimalist, marshmallowy, very, very, I guess, up-to-date and very kind of shiny-sounding electronic music with a bit of something else added to it is right in the pocket of where I want to be at the moment. So I gave this a listen and I just think it's absolutely brilliant. It's got a few little drum and bass bits chucked in there as well. It kind of builds from kind of slow and lovely up to, I wouldn't say intense. It's never intense to the point where you think that like, oh, you can imagine people just going absolutely mad to it. But there are a few kind of like speed garage liquid drum and bass like influences within it as well but you know i mean the opener elysium you get that kind of shuffling electro and then it's got this kind of throughout it there's this kind of eastern mysticism to it this kind of led zeppelin Kashmiri feel to it as well whilst also being borderline love island music which i <laughs> which i call it a bit <laughs> as well but it's really really cool and when it kicks in and you get that big beat when you get that kind of classic kind of big beat thing alongside that housey kind of, that minimalist house shuffle. It's really, really great. There's some good vocal hooks in here. Like most of them are sampled, synthesized vocal hooks. I would say there's only one actual guest on the album who provides kind of live vocals, but About You has this amazing vocal hook and the synths are so icy and the beat is just so kind of propulsive. And when it goes into prism, it's kind of weirdly relaxing, whilst also being very jittery. Like, it's it's not a slow ambient record, but it is quite relaxing. It feels like that sort of thing that you want to listen to while sitting on a sun lounger in another country, you know, kind of in the afternoon, while you're, you know, having a pool and having a having a, a a white Russian. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's sort of how I imagine the sort of music getting played around a pool. But that doesn't mean that it's kind of throwaway or it doesn't really grab your attention because you get that run of three, man. Healing, which has incredible vocals, unbelievable bass line, brings in a little bit of guitar as well, a little bit of kind of guitar shuffle, goes into Nova, which feels massive and anthemic, and a banger. And then we get Training Lesson, which has that drum and bass, old school speed garage on it, whilst also keeping that kind of Eastern mysticism thing going around it as well and I was like this is now amping up it's like it's it's really amping up picking out like one song from this feels really hard because it kind of like mm. starts and it kind of gets you and it kind of massages you into a place where you're feeling relaxed and then it kind of amps up and you get some big wob wobs on it and then it just sort of brings it back down again and just kind of like goes it, it, it's a it's a proper roller coaster of an album and you know in a forest is another one which I think is great really really danceable um it's got like a kind of ai hook like, you, you, you know, that kind of like electronic vocal on it. And I actually think like um, Caviar, uh on the, the closing song, Underwater, is, the, is like I said, is the only guest on the record and the only person who actually is doing a kind of live vocal on it. Doesn't really bring that much to it for me. It's one of the few times where I'm like, I actually mm-hmm. think keeping this kind of all sample led, all kind of crate dug, all kind of um, modern, but utilizing older stuff, Really benefits from it, and I'm, I, you know, I think that last song is decent. I think it's good, but I think you know, nine songs, thirty-four minutes, one of those most kind of relaxing, yet engaging listens that I've had this year. I mean, like I say, if you're a fan of Barry Can't Swim, of Bicep, of Bonobo, of any of the other stuff that we've spoken about in that realm in the last year or so, I, I think this record is, is fucking brilliant. It's just a lovely. I can't imagine how good it's going to sound in July. Because it sounds good now. But come the summer, this yeah. is going to be yeah. like, get it back on in the summer. I think it's great. Yeah. What do you reckon?
1: Oh, it's it's superb. Um, I mean, it's a wonderfully kind of old-school, dubby, housey kind of listen. It's like a time capsule from a, a post-rave comedown in 1999. It reminds me of Little bit in places of well a few things, really. But the kind of first kind of signpost I kind of got there was fuck, what was the album called? It's Groove Armada album Vertigo, yeah, yeah. They did a kind of it, for the for
0: the do you remember when Ministry of Sound started doing those like chilled CDs? Yep,
1: yes, I did. And everybody
0: started going, I oh, will make one of them, yeah, for like when you, you're yeah. kind of on the come down the next day,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it, 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 like, the, the first track on there, I can't remember what it's fucking called, is incredible though. Um, but I mean, this is like it's, it's a this is it's, it's kind of a mashup of bonobo, who obviously you said. I think mean, there's a lot of bonobo vibes in here. A deep forest. <laughs> Do you remember Deep Forest? No, 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 no! Shout out, shout out, PCL podcast here. That was Enigma. It was. <laughs> David Christopher did two fucking albums. Deep Forest didn't did really have the kind of the but the then uh, no, no, they didn't have the bangers, the racial stereotype bangers. Um, they I thought had, that was The Return they,
0: they, to Innocence by Deep Forest
1: no no Return to Innocence was Enigma oh I'm gonna double check this yeah uh, okay uh, no, I'm convinced here yeah. uh, Deep, um, um, Deep Forest
0: song Deep Forest song oh uh, it's Deep Forest are oh, they were a musical they did Sweet Lullaby Hold oh, on, that's yes beautiful. yeah yeah right actually okay yeah
1: yeah yeah um, okay but like you know this this could have this album, like in in places, could have easily kind of fell into like a giant enigma, new age, chill out hole. Um, but thankfully, it kind of it does hold back, and it's like, it's, it's it's bloody wonderful. It's kind of yeah. If if you kind of squint, you can just about taste a poolside cocktail mm. and be surrounded by white towels mm. and blue sky. I don't know from like you know the chill kind of garage vibes and vo- vocal splicing of opening track. Um, Elysium, Elysium, yeah, Elysium, 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 Elysium. Elysium. fucking superb! It is brilliant, brilliant. like you said, icy cool synths. It is like something from 1999, Um, but yeah, the the kind of the world music kind of drum and bass euphoria of Train Lesson is absolutely superb. Yeah, Um, yeah, this is a wonderfully kind of concise old school dance record. Decent man. If this is the way dance music is gonna go in twenty twenty-four, strap me on. Mm. I'm well up for this. Yeah. I'm well up for this. Mate This is fucking great. It is great.
0: There's there's plenty of stuff that is happening that is kind of doing this thing. And I am just... What, like,
1: so there's more stuff out there than Green Down Blink-182? Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe buttocks.
0: it. I can't believe it. I don't believe, believe you. I don't believe it. And, mate, I am fucking all about this shit at the moment. I'm going to go in to yeah. every Fakir um, album and, and release and remix from the past and go and yeah. try and get in on more of it and find stuff like it because... yeah it's just nice it's just nice to put it on you whack it on the car where you're trying it's nice like the whole thing yeah man is just like and again like I say when you go when you want to sit outside in the sun with a drink like you say come the summer this is going to sound absolutely fucking brilliant and it already sounds
1: great it already sounds huge yeah Yeah. shit kind of (laughs) grey overcast bullshit world that I'm driving a van in at the minute yeah so yeah it's sounding bloody great mate if, if you can find more stuff like this I'll bring the jazz mm-hmm. you bring the mate I'll get Merlin Merlin will, that,
0: Merlin will be yeah. all over this I sent this to him and I was like do you know this guy and he was like I bet, I bet he fucking loves it and he it, was yeah. like "Oh, I'm, I, don't, I haven't heard of him no. and I was like mate you fucking love this and he yeah. has just gone oh, I've only listened a little bit but it sounds pretty good So, but he was like oh if you like that then and I was like this is this is the stuff cool. mate come yeah. to I want him I want him opening that that bicep day I want a whole fucking oh, day of incredible this. yeah mate it'd be really good
1: um, make sure you, you you have you found your white gloves
0: I don't think you need them don't, I don't think it's uh, don't you need them it not, it's not, it, that intense, it not that intense is not that party it's I don't think it's that intense I don't think it's white glove intense no. I think it's more like you know it's um, it's uh, <laughs> like what? maybe glow sticks and definitely a <laughs> yes. flowery shirt
1: yeah Probably. Dungarees.
0: <laughs> dungarees. Yeah. Um
1: yeah, um Kickers. Kickers.
0: <laughs> T- Tim's. Tim's. Yeah, spliffy jeans. I don't think it's gonna be, I, think, I, think days, man, I think I think those days are gone, I think those days are gone sadly. I think, day did I think those night. days sadly have gone. You can um, still find them, mate, <laughs> you I guarantee. You can still it. find them.
1: You just shouldn't shouldn't try and find them. Yeah, just just don't. Camden market, mate. Yeah. Hyper talisman.
0: <laughs> by Fakir is out now, it's really, really good. That's my fave of the month. It was close to being this though. So let's move on. Mm. People Who Aren't There Anymore by Future Islands is where we're going next. The seventh studio album from the Baltimore-based synth pop band, the follow-up to their 2020 album, As Long As You Are, which is excellent. I listened to that quite a while after it came out, but I actually went to see Future Islands this week in Kingston, in the Prism. They played this album Mm. in full. And having never seen them before. Oh wow,
1: that's mad! Because I thought you, cause when you, when, you, when we were chatting about it, you were like, oh, they're probably going to play for like fifteen minutes. No, they
0: end up playing. So uh, they played the whole album in full. Um So I've seen it all live, this as well, and Ace. you know, really, really liked it. I was hoping I was going to get what I wanted to get from that, which is the you know the thing that got me into Future Islands about a decade ago, that made me sort of interested in them was the mad dancing, I say like quote unquote mad dancing and hyper emotional delivery of the band's MVP vocalist Samuel T. Herring. And I did, mm. I have to say, he is great. And I remember seeing, have you ever seen that clip? um i think everybody this is about 2012 oh, the, 2013 and then playing Let, yeah the, the viral cli- yeah, yeah, the clip yeah the lemon clip that's
1: what basically just like changed their career overnight yeah yeah
0: and it was that yeah. sort of era i saw them and i was like mm, this, yeah, is, this is amazing. really cool and i didn't fully go in cool. on their music for a little while but i was always like heard bits and bobs i always thought they were really really good um and they were great the other day you know he is one of the best front men currently operating in music i think he's absolutely yeah. amazing like he's so can't ros- you can't magnetic, he's can't so amazing. magnetic he's so you know the you know they, they've got a, a very a very good rhythm section the drummer and the bassist and they've got a guy playing keyboards who i couldn't so far on the back of the stage i couldn't even see him he basically was behind the fucking pa right he just did obviously doesn't really <laughs> want to get in on that shit but um but you know um Samity t herring is such a brilliant front person such a brilliant yeah. brilliant brilliant front person and i i i thought he was amazing and these songs sounded fucking great this is maybe not quite as good as as long as you are which i think is brilliant mm. um and it kind of does the things that you would expect like i mean how much have future islands sort of evolved over the years as a band i'd say probably not much but no when you're this good at doing the thing you do which is yeah, exactly. you know kind of icy indie synth dance rock with a, a, a kind of incredibly unique person front in it i don't think you need to change that much you just need to no. keep writing great songs and i think they have it.
1: I completely agree, mate. It's, you know, sad Indie Electronica that laments broken friendships and broken relationships mm. was crying on the dance floor in an optimistic fashion. Mm. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, like, like, like most people, you know, who, who can't kind of, well, basically most people, well, everyone outside of America, really, you know, unless you, you, know, unless you saw that Letman clip when he went out you know, live on the telly. You know, I first came across it like everyone else, man. It just went viral. You know, them doing that incredible live rendition of Seasons. Uh, yeah, Samuel Herring's voice, man, is pure kind of velvet darkness. You know, there's you know, wonderful kind of warm yet icy analog synth that pepper the songs with kind of real humanity. You know, The Tower is pure 80s end credits stuff, man. That is a glorious, absolutely glorious song. And like uh, Iris, you know, whilst, you know, thankfully not being a fucking goo-goo, cover thank god um yeah it's a funky craft work delight it's glorious yeah and like you said it's like have they kind of like progressed their sound but it's like well no but they perfected the future islands sounds mm. and I, I don't i'm more than happy with another future islands album coming out every few years and it's sounding exactly like i expect future islands to sound i thought like, you know there's not there's not a duffer in sight on this album every track's great you know, bangers on bangers, man. They were truly special bands. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely... really fucking good, man. They're such a good band.
0: You know that kind of King of Sweden. The way that that kind of opens up yeah. the album, just this kind of yeah. brilliantly bobbing pop song that leads you into, like you say, the, the tower, which is almost like this sort of sad, longing disco pop, right? Like it kind of manages to <laughs> to to kind yeah. of meld melancholy with pure dance vibes right it's, it's yep. Th- that
1: right there that is the future islands fucking yeah. like sound that mm. is future islands that sentence that, you know, that that's exactly what i want from
0: it yeah and that mid-period kind of vangelis running bass like yeah. borderline goth sad thing on give me the ghost back and corner of my eye uh, A fucking brilliant i mean you know the slow songs on this are great and he, you know, when he performs them, he performs them with a a level of passion and commitment that you just don't get from so many other artists no. in this genre. No. Deep in the Night is just fucking brilliant. He brings so much emotion to it. And um, you mentioned Iris. I mean, I love that. that that's almost got... That's almost got like a Calypso feel in parts
1: to it as well, which yes, I think is, is. quite funny. Um, yes. But, mate... I th- think in the hands of a lesser band, it would have been absolutely absolute Yeah, shit. it
0: would have done, yeah. For me, oh. Peach is the best song. Like, when they played it live oh, the other night, right. it's just a banger. It's just an absolute Did they do the album
1: from start to finish, yep. like, front, like, in track order? Yeah. Oh, lovely It's stuff. really good.
0: Lovely yeah, stuff. Really, really good. I mean, I would... I would like to see them at their own show, and i would like to see them doing sort of you know the, the 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 other material the kind of classic material as well classic well yeah no, classic yeah their classic material classic um yeah. but you know uh for a kind of a small venue and you know they're on at 7 they're off at i think 10 to 8 um yeah. you know it was to to just to see Perfect. them to kind of promote the record it was it was really really good and you know i think the album is pretty fucking standard good from a a very very consistent band so people who aren't there anymore by future islands is out now as is this the god that sins by unlearn the world the fifth full-length album from the new york based rapper the follow-up to his 2022 album crowns now there's some big names on this record ghostface killer benny the butcher being two of the biggest ones um Mm. benny the butcher actually we were thinking about doing the Benny the Butcher album. I'm not feeling it. I'm just going to say that now. A yeah. list, I'm just not really feeling it. 21 Savage. thought about doing it as well. I'm definitely not feeling that either. Next. I'm definitely Next. not feeling that. But, so we were like, okay, let's go searching for some other stuff. And I noticed, noticed that Benny the Butcher's on this album. I was like, oh, Ghostface killer. And um, yeah. yeah, man, like for anyone that is into that kind of early... Nas style West Coast old school hip hop I think you are gonna have a great time here and like I said there's quite a lot of features on this record but make no mistake about it whatsoever the star of this record is Unlearn the World he is the man he is the fucking man on this record unquestionably great flow some really brilliant lyrics and you know I've spoken a lot about Hip-hop being like, oh, you know, the, the hip-hop and, and what it can be about was really sort of opened up over the last sort of five, six, however many years, right? This is proper old-school fronting, chat, street life. Yeah, You know what I mean? like Like hardship, yeah. all that. And you go, well, there's nothing really particularly new here, lyrically, and there's nothing new particularly musically here. But when you can hook people in like a really great MC can and I think he does who again who fucking cares Um, what you saying about this Gaz
1: oh this is this is glorious Mm. Um, pure kind of cinematic hip hop you know again an artist kind of born and bred uh, into the 90s New York underground hip hop scene and boy does it show throughout this album it's all kind of all urban decay and emotional tragedy and kind of absolute poetic beauty there's a real kind of old school Rakeem power and heft to his vocal delivery yeah, especially on um, good days bad days payday fucking outstanding absolutely outstanding one of you the know, best uh, lines
0: I've ever heard isn't it? I, don't, I wonder if you're going to say the same one yeah. um He's. Uh, this is what the music industry do. This is my algorithm. Uh, this is my algorithm and blues. Addiction to yeah. cash and liquor when you're rags to richer. Oh, I'm doing this all wrong. Um, gastric, uh, addiction to cash and liquor when you're rag, rags to richer. To pimp a butterfly, you need the caterpillar. That is yeah. fucking brilliant. brilliant. i mean, so I'm, good. I, I Benny the Butchered that, mate. But um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't snag <laughs> <slag> off your <laughs> MC... Stephen Hill butchered I, I, bit, fucking, I can't snag off your MC jeans impression when I can't fucking yeah. even get that out. No, but you, exactly. You get the you, yep. idea. You get the idea. You get the idea.
1: You get the idea. Yeah, yeah. The idea. Um, yeah and uh, yeah, Loyalty and Lawyer Fees is wonderful. Sun Sky is probably the best song here, though. It's a real kind of unflinching address to the plight of the forgotten man mm. um there's a real kind of almost yeah like you say you know nars and um there's a bit of wu-tang in there as well mm. but with that kind of class and sheen to it all this is a wonderfully kind of old school hip-hop album filed away in dad rap i think yeah you know, man. I, I file it away in dad rap and it's it's glorious it, this is one for the kind of more kind of connoisseur 90s connoisseur hip hop heads they will get a lot out of this man this is another one that I will definitely be listening to a lot yeah I really like this that this year this is one this was the one where if I think if it hadn't been for The Smile I think this might have been my album of the month
0: yeah it's it's really brilliant and I've actually just noticed mate I looked at it and I was like oh he's from New York just because of how it sounded I've just looked he's actually he's actually from San Francisco so shit. <laughs> so, shit. <laughs>
1: Research is a motherfucker. But mate, fucking sounds New York. You cannot. I I, I
0: didn't even bother looking because I was like, oh yeah, he's from New York. Yeah, I was that
1: convinced. I was like, of course he's from New York. Just listen to him. Yeah, but (laughs) he's actually from
0: San Francisco, California, which is mental because no one has sounded more like they're from New York for fucking ages, right? This is well New York. I mean, yeah, mate, uh, uh, brilliant. I mean, um, God's favorite has that that good old trick of taking really, really stirring soul music. And mm. you know, talking about like quite harsh shit. Um, there's a shout out to georgie Animal still on there, which I like. Uh, Kid Cudi fans get slapped around still, <laughs> which I thought was quite good as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I, when when Ghostface Killer comes along on Uncanny Behavior, when you yeah. mention Wu, it's like you do go, "Fuck, this has got that kind of raw live energy." Yeah, big time. That, the kind of the best of the Wu Tang's kind of. Probably more their sort of solo output when there's less of them around because there's only two of them. But like, you know where you just felt like, oh, you can hear everything going on in the studio and it feels really, really fucking live. And really kind of in that moment, he's captured that brilliantly. And not many hip-hop artists can continue to capture that thing. Um, What's it? uh, More money, more time. I'm like Pac-Man because I keep running from my ghosts it's fucking just a brilliant line. Um I also want to shout out you you mentioned loyalty and lawyer fees. Um mm. Alexandra the author who I don't know as an artist but no. that sense of melody that is brought mm. to that song from her is 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 fucking great. Like yeah man, this is this is one this of those is this is album. one of those albums where you just think, well, if you're into this type of thing in any way you're going to just go batty you're going to get, gonna gonna get batty for this because yeah. it is really really good really really good and and we are two blokes who listen to 90s hip hop as teens <laughs> now in our 40s yeah. you know like a guy doing this and you know bringing these kind of um, these kind of vibes to the to the scene right now I like this very much indeed
1: yeah it's another one that's going to sound incredible in the summer <laughs> yeah think.
0: for real for real um as is this mate so that is the god that sins by unlearn the world right let's talk this you'll be talking a bit more than me on this right kian harold's foreverland the third solo album although he has been on a lot of collaborations (laughs) he has done a lot with other people uh Mm. keelan harold is a jazz trumpeter. Who has played with and played on records by Mac Miller, Beyonce, Jay Z, Mary J. Blige, and more? Um, he actually provided—I didn't know if you knew this, guys—he provided the trumpet sounds for the Miles Davis biopic *Miles Ahead*, starring Don Cheadle. Do you know that?
1: I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I first came across him. Have you ever, have you ever seen *Miles Ahead*? I haven't. No. It's in that film. It's It's, good. it's great. It's 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 wonderful it was yeah Don Cheadle it was it was made as a result of crowdfunding you're right actually, I, do, um, I
0: remember that happening
1: but yeah it's, it's it's wonderful it's it's one of the best kind of what's the word biopics that I've seen in a long long time and not nowhere near the amount of people should have seen it I'd, I'd highly recommend it mate if you really? can find it somewhere watch it it's bloody great right okay um, yeah yeah like yeah that's, and that's where I first you know Came across the name kind of Ken Harold. so I was like, "Fucking hell!" He was the guy that played, you know, all the trumpet on the um on the Miles that da- you know the, uh, the Miles ahead kind of soundtrack. I was like, fuck, man. Yeah. Cause, you know, I wanted to know because cause I, I knew Don Don. I knew Don Cheadle could play. Kind of, he can play trumpet. Mm. You know, he's decent. You know, not fucking Miles Davis level. No one is. Jesus Christ. uh And I, I, so I was kind of fascinated. But like, so who did it? You know. Who did kinda of play and it was you know, obviously, um yeah Howard, you know, like you said, you know, it turns out he was kind of like the go to to the top to for the top of the tree over the past decade with guest slots on albums by uh Diana, Beyonce, Jay Z. The mighty Mac Miller. Yeah. You love P. Mac Miller, don't you? I As still you not said, probably listening to Mac up, Miller, yeah. Mate. Oh one of the greatest, mate. One of the greatest. Um but there's a real kind of sense of space and romance through this album. It's almost like the ghost of Davis is kind of standing next to him mm. as he plays out these kind of long and sultry kind of post-bop trumpet solos. It's so kind of delicate, but they're, and, and they're always kind of underlined with some like beautiful kind of Rhodes piano kind of playing. Uh, uh, you know, you know, like the way um, what's his name Billy blah, 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 played the Rhodes piano on on. Was in the Let It Be sessions. What's his fucking name? Billy uh, Preston, Billy, Billy Preston. Billy Shears. No, else yeah. fucking <laughs> Charles and Pepper. Wasn't yeah, it? Billy Preston. Yeah, that beautiful kind of delicate kind of Rhodes piano is you know underlying that some so many of the tracks on here. You know, beautiful day starts off with like a wonderful oh, kind of bossing over beats yeah. before that beautiful almost gospel vocal hook kind of sweeps in. And there's another kind of beautiful, spacious trumpet melody line. It's a it's a gorgeously sophisticated album, full of kind of Latin grooves, um, and yet more evidence on like how much jazz has made such a huge comeback over the past kind of what five years, five to ten years. A lot of that is down to Kamasi Washington, yeah, and kind of six music kind of picking him and kind of running with him, and it's brought it's brought jazz, you know, to a lot of people that had no interest in it or just kind of weren't aware to it or weren't exposed to it or as in like like the way you are regarded by voices where the fuck do I start mm. do you know what I mean because it's quite it's like fuck you know it's like okay yeah I've heard kind of blue now where you know yeah, um, and it, it, it does that I think This app does that wonderful thing of like you know playing off the past while smashing it up with kind of hip hop and R and B to to create something really magical.
0: That's the thing I think about this. Yeah, is that this is a fantastic set of modern sounding R and B. Yeah, contemporary contemporary R and B, which it just so happens to be full of jazz trumpet and there are some incredibly there's some really cool variants on a couple of things i mean you get you know you mentioned that soulful gorgeous instantaneous like gospel pop of beautiful day and i'm you know i mean that i know people who like gospel would probably be like fucking pop you having a lot like fuck off but (laughs) it's so irresistibly sweet sounding and rhythmically like inescapable and PJ Morton's vocals on it are just beautiful and there's also some really incredible explorative trumpet parts like the intellectual for example which is you know kind of seven minutes of you know shit which I go all right okay this is this is jazz right this is actually jazz Mm. and you know we'll, we'll talk about it more probably in a little bit but certainly like you know you're the guy who knows more about jazz than me I don't know exactly you know like you say where the fuck do you start where do you get yeah. in but
2: yeah.
0: he's so good at kind of allowing it's you know letting people who don't who don't have all the references like i didn't feel yeah. intimidated or i don't feel like i can't talk about this no. album
1: you know this, this this is a great starting place i think if you are like, like you said towards the end of last year, you know, 2024 is is the year where I want to go in on jazz music. This this album's come out at the perfect time for you, Steve. Yeah. All, right? This is a glorious entry point into it because it's not just like fucking free jazz, white noise no. shit going on. Ah, my goodness. It sounds like someone sort of shouting in my ear for an hour. Yeah. This is so fucking delicate and beautiful. And it's, um, it's a bit of a well worn cliche, but... The way he plays the trumpet is it is it's more about the notes he doesn't play and the <laughs> space that he allows. I know it's a fucking you know, It's that old kind of <laughs> mighty beach, like, oh, right? <laughs> the notes he do play. Yeah, he, it's like Oh you couldn't have a in more of a wanker. But I'm using this in context with the album, right? He gives so much kind of space to breathe and to, uh, for other things to kind of not get lost. And it's 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 almost like a gentle lullaby in in parts it's 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 a wonderful wonderful listener. it's a perfect place to kind of start off man, with like wanting to get into jazz it really yeah, is yeah i
0: mean you know find your piece soft and slow and be, you know love it It sounds like the piano is barely been t- kind of like It'll just almost like whispering on the piano and you yeah. get his vocals yeah. incredible vocal harmonies between gene baylor and robert glasper and then common comes in and, and you know he's got a voice like caramel right you know when he's <laughs> doing that it just kind of yeah. flows everything the yeah. title track with laura and vula you know yeah. the bits of that remind me of sade like again do i know that much about jazz yeah. not really but like it can't be bad you know even with the kind of freakouts, the there's kind of jazzy trumpet freak outs you know you get the, the you know the 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 stuff like don't lie just it's a it's a soul song it's a gorgeous soul song and malaya on that maybe the Mm. best vocal performance on an album full of fucking unbelievable vocal performances (laughs) and Mm -hmm. you know that closing duo of pictures and peace beyond that just let the album fizzle out and it's just like mate i really really do like this and it feels like you say it's like unquestionably this is a this this is a jazz album but it's so much more than just that that it you know, it, it feels like one that you can kind of go, all right. Well, I don't feel alienated by this.
1: No. no so it's incredible it's incredibly contemporary. Yeah, really. really incredibly good. contemporary. It's yeah, mm, glorious. Yeah.
0: Foreverland <laughs> by Kean Harold is out now. Um we're going back to Safer Territory now, mate. We're gonna be talking about Black Grape. This is much <laughs> firmer footing for me. Orange Heads by Black Grape, the fourth album from the Manchester Dance Rock crew. The follow-up to 2017's it kind of fine pop voodoo album kind of fine right. kind of fine right. i guess it's i right. mean look we all know it's great when you're straight from 1996 is <laughs> yeah. the legit feature? Feature
1: classic I, album like, yeah. come on I, I, i'm i'm come happy to,
0: to, to do that yeah. definitely yeah. i i love that record i absolutely yeah, so. fucking love that record so. and you know oh. i am a big enough fan of black grape to have gone to see them uh, on that pop voodoo tour when they played the electric ballroom in front of literally about 30 people no yeah 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 they had no because when the
1: when, like when the mondays tour you know big big fucking crowds it, it, it,
0: it's big crowd, weird yeah. it's weird that people don't seem as fussed by black grape i mean this album you know great Straight. straight
1: Grape, yeah great, great, great straight is better than any yeah it's better than any monday's album I, and I love going through his belly mate, I, think, I think it's better the bums. it's better the pills yeah, yeah
0: mate I think it's I think they yeah. are the best thing that Sean Ryder has done with his career I, I genuinely do think yeah. that they are the, yeah. his best band yeah. and so but because of their profile and because you haven't heard much from them for ages and obviously like it's now just him and Kermit I sort of went into this expecting very little despite being a quite a big fan of Black Grape and and Sean Ryder in general but but mate there's some bangers on here. Like yeah. I can't believe how good this is. I can't I believe it. This is the hundred reasons of twenty twenty
1: four, isn't yeah.
0: it? <laughs> yes. It might be. I'm
1: not even mucking around, it fucking might be. No. It's glorious. Um I, 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 it was lovely kind of getting getting a uh, getting a message from a very excited Mike Collins on the release day for this. <laughs> He was like, happy, happy Black Rape release day. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> ah, it's oh,
0: insane. You know, like, He shouts on the first chat. Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking cartoon Manx sleepered <laughs> mods.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But um Oh god, I, t- I it's Sean Ryder, man, yeah, Smackhead turned national treasure. Um, you know, that Davy album is absolutely not as classic as we said. Yeah. You know, whilst this is kind of nowhere. In the same league as that, this is so much fun to listen to. All kind of dark funk, techno, uh, you know, techno kind of riffs and Kermit being the perfect foil for Ryder's eccentric genius rhyming. You know, Tony Wilson once said that Sean Ryder is the is the modern day poet on par with the Yeats. Yeah, he did. You know, and who am I to question that? <laughs> you know, Pit Wars. Pit Wars is this classic black black grape, all funky brass and manked strut. Yeah, this. It, could possibly be this year's 100 Reasons never thought in a million years that I would give something like this much more than a cursory listen and in regards to say you know Britpop acts releasing new albums this year I I I listened to the second song that's been released from the Liam Gallagher and John Squire album on the drive home earlier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't even really it's, compare it's, them, though, right? It, well, no, you can't. I'm just talking about in regards to acts from that era. Yeah. Like there was, you know, there's a new Cooler Shaker album. It's all right. Shed there's seven. a new Shed 7 album. It's all right. It went to number one. That was great. That was, that was a lot of fun. You know, that's more press than they've had. Probably since "Going for Gold" came out in early 1996, I mean fair fucks to him, man. But this, this any other album that's going to come out from any act from that kind of era, nothing is going to be. This is the benchmark for mid-nineties kind of Britpop acts, right? Is is, is the Lynn Gallagher John Squire album going to be anywhere near as good as this? On the strength of the two songs that I've heard, God no, I'm. I'm not really any interest in listening to the other eight songs that are going to be on it because it's going to sound very kind of boring, pedestrian kind of dad rock. It's certainly not
0: going to have a song called Pimp Wars that sounds like a 70s cop show theme. Exactly. Uh, Where he goes, I'm an artist, baby. I'm an artist, baby.
1: And button eyes. This is what I... This is what I want from a Pop album, right? I want it to sound funky. I want it to sound alive and in your grill. I don't want it to be fucking polite and boring. No.
0: Mate, button eyes sounds this like button eyes sounds like something madness would do if they just smashed some coke, watched the Three Amigos, and had an eight oh eight. And that is a compliment, <laughs> right? Like,
1: <laughs> oh, I can smell the keys I mean, now. I mean, I mean,
0: fucking <laughs> pat the song Panda, right? There's a few good songs in it, but we'll, we'll, we're not going to spend too long. You know, like the Peter Gunn... Yeah. Um, yeah, s- yes. Sample on South High, like played by Scallies, <laughs> It's unbelievable. I mean, how yeah. early '90s does Panda sound? I mean, it's the most baggy sounding song I've heard since the Soup Dragons yeah. split up. Like yeah, it is it. so yeah. baggy, right? And yeah. I, but I tell you what, like is this their best album? No, obviously not. No. But it is twenty times better than you ever, 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 ever <laughs> could have imagined it. It would have been.
1: Like it, it it's, a, it's genuinely... the best album they've done since their debut. I mean, that second album was awful because they were all, they were already kind. I don't think anyone expected A. Shaw Ryder to be alive after 1992, let alone for for an album of, of that quality in in with uh, it's Great, When You're straight. Yeah. yeah, let alone it being number one. And uh, then by the next year, they already fucked it up. Their headline um, reading. Sean was back on the smack again. They released, was it Stupid, Stupid, Stupid? Yeah. Which is awful. It's an awful album. And they did that terrible Euro 96 song, was it England's Irene? Oh, with Keith Allen and Joe Strummer. I
0: don't mind that, mate. I don't mind that. Uh, I'm having it. I'm having that.
1: Uh, I'll, I'll take the, uh, what was the Echo on the Bunny Man one a couple of years after that? How does it feel to be on top of the world? Yeah. Was Echo on the Bunny Man and Spice Girls and all that? Yeah. Not great. Yeah.
0: Um, no. Anyway, um, Orange Head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> orange Head by Black Great is out it, now by the of way of course it's called mate, Orange Head uh, because the album cover is an Orange, an orange Head,
0: head. Uh, they've just announced oh, a load of bands for Reading by the way
1: oh and don't know if you're the press. interested
0: in that we can yeah um, i just go f- see, see, Seahorses Sleeper <laughs> Town. Fontaine's DC 60 Foot Dolls who? Fontaine's DC oh
1: uh, okay yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Ray yeah. Uh, I think actually maybe she's already announced um, Dental Curry has been added as well. Nice. So that's good. Nice. Um there's a load of crap bands down the bottom as well. Like neck Oof. neck deep, amity affliction.
1: Oh good God. Like I thought Breading had finally given all this give shit up. up. Give it up, lad. Just give yeah. it up, man. Military gun neck date, neck deep neck neck deep will be playing to about fifteen people. Unfortunately, military gun, and we you both we both know how much I fucking adore military gun, they'll be playing in front of about thirty people. Yeah. What's the fuck, What is the fucking point? Ridiculous. Just ditch it, man. Just ditch it. Uh, crawlers
0: are playing the main stage. You got yeah. um, Bita Booby. Uh, you got Ash Nico. I'm not sure who's been. They, don't, they haven't said who's no. just sort of been announced, but it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. I'm looking at it. I think that might have made my mind up to go as much. Oh, Barry can't swims playing as well. I would like to see that. Um, but it's sort of made my mind up to go, do you know what? I think I will go to that LCD sound system show rather than that, to be honest. Anyway, yeah, there you go. So. That was a little extra oh, announcement wow. there. Good day. Uh Thank you. That's was- Right. And Owen Moxon like rape, has signed for Pompey as well. Um, <laughs> has, oh, <laughs> off the press, always oh, alright Let's move on. Um, <laughs> Sprints, Angry Music. That's not what it's called. It's called. Uh, it's called. Uh, were we going to do that? No. Let us self. self. Let us self. We're going to do. Um, the songs I was about to say. Um, Let us self by Sprints, the debut album from the Irish post-punk band, which has been getting a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of very, very good reviews very very good reviews um it was mm. called potential album of the year already though that came out on like the first week of january from louder.com who i'm uh, mates with um mm. i'm gonna say straight away i like this album a hell of a lot yeah. i think it's brilliant yeah it's really really good yeah. really really yeah. really good yeah. if this is the best album we get all year i would be surprised if i come back and go It's not even my favorite album of the month or yours so we're already saying it's not the best album of the year.
2: Yeah,
0: there's So obviously there's a fair old bit of hype surrounding this band. Yeah. But I would say deserved hype, right? Because I think yeah. for this particular style, if people are going to make this album or albums like this throughout the year, this will be a tough album to beat in terms of within this genre, can you make a better album than this? I think it will be very, very hard. This feels like the aforementioned fontaines dc if they came from a more kind of art rock background and were fronted by susie sue and love nirvana like really really good gothy angry propulsive post-punk and from that opening bass drum kick and click and that riff that kind of sort of like you know chugs away very very quietly in ticking that had my attention and it is one of the best quiet quiet loud songs i've heard in a long time we've spoken about yeah. how it's actually quite hard to do the quiet quiet loud things mm-hmm. right yeah. and they do it and i think it sets them out from quite a lot of their peers because they seem genuinely fucking angry when you think of like the post-punk revival that we've been having over the last few years whatever there's no tongue-in-cheek here like yard act there's no metaphors like you might get in I don't know idols. There's no romanticizing their situation in the same way as like Fontaine's d c do. This is pure fury, pure kind of punk rock fury and I kind of love them from that. I think they actually remind me I mean heavy you know the 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 second song on the record reminds me more of grave pleasures. Than it does any of the other bands I just mentioned. You know, that Mm. bleak, dark, rotting gothic heart that runs through all of this. I love it. You know, do you ever feel like the room is heavy, like the air is hot and the air is sweaty, and then they just power into this stoogesy garage rock thing? Loved it. Cathedral almost has the sort of bleakness that daughters, I know we're not meant to be nice about them, but daughters had that but with a big grunge bastard riff when it all explodes as well they're heavy and intense but also super fucking catchy as well this is brilliant this record proper brilliant
1: this is kind of how I I want all kind of post-punk garage rock albums to sound going forward please can this be the benchmark please Um, you know as John Lydon once said man anger is an energy you know on, on this album you know Sprinter turned kind of anger into positivity and standing up for what you believe in addressing issues and kind of collectively moving forward as one yes it's pop punk but does pop punk fuck me post punk been, been, been a long week it's definitely not yeah. been punk. yes it's pop punk yes it's better than Green Day and Blink it really is uh, but, but done in the kind of 2024 kind of style really to kind of taking what you know idols have started and kind of running with it and putting like, a few what, different kind of things into the mix but you know there's a real kind of frantic freshness to it. all kind of thrusting trashy guitars and serious pop melodies man I mean are they playing reading Cause if they are they will go down a fuck. I think they go down a storm actually
0: um I, they're not at the
1: what, moment what, see that's why you know there's no gold neck deeper playing Reading but sprints aren't what the what the actual fuck what the actual fuck right
0: mm, i th- um, th- i mean it's 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 early days isn't it
1: yeah no fair fair i mean Ka- carla chubb is a great great songwriter mm. you know ch- 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 channeling that kind of early rid of me era pj harvey yeah. on tracks like a door Dora door and especially cathedral cathedral is god the cathedral is my favorite song on the album this this is this is great um I I don't know I always get immediately su- suspicious when I see in the first week of January someone proclaiming an album to be the album of the year Got another 51 weeks yet lads mm-hmm. but I get it I'm sure there's a lot of clicks in that article which is you know so it's done it's it's done, it's done its job um this this is great this is Kind of how it's it's kind of reawakened my love of this kind of music because there's been so many of these bands over the past few years. I'm just like, I never, I was never much of a fan of Fontaine's DC. Oh really? I really wasn't. I tried. I thought you'd be. I
0: tried up for them. I think they're
1: very. Yeah. Now nah, it's just something. It's just something quite click. Mm-hmm. It's only really been Idols I've really been fully on board with. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of them kind of take or leave. But yeah, this is. Really, really strong. I
0: think this is as good as anything that that scene has put out. Like, it's legit. This is legit fucking yeah, great. There's only... Like I say, yeah. there are only a few. Um, Skia Finti, uh, Joys and Acts of Resistance. Uh, I think it's up with them if, you, if you're counting yeah, them. I'd agree with I, that. Think, um, I agree with think... I But it's also... It's more kind of rock as well. Like I think those yeah, bands is, don't yeah. have the kind the of, Niva- the, you yeah, know, the Nirvana, the, Nirvana, like that, the Ramones yeah, rhythm, and stuff yeah. like that. I can hear all, you know, like, you know, like Adora, Adora, Dor I think is like, it. if the Ramones sort of, I don't know, the, the ghosts of, of the Ramones kind of infected wet leg, that's what they would sound like. Do you know what I mean? And oh, I, I think Can't Get Enough <laughs> of it, it starts like Chop Suey. And then it turns into like it does. <laughs> it does, and then it does, and then it gets you almost yeah. get a kind of a, a riff that sounds like one of those bands, those metal bands that rip off the edge. Um, <laughs> the edge is fine. The edge is fine, um, and yeah, mate, it's really, really good. Up and comer, I think, is the closest they get to to Nirvana, like kind of that yeah. that sort of pure sub pop 1989 sound yeah. uh, it, this is fantastic I'm well for that
1: uh, it's, yeah, it's well
0: great. worth the hype man it's actually one of those ones because i was yeah. like oh we'll see won't we yeah we'll see there i we went go. in a bit snobby Arms
1: cross going right. Yeah, with, we'll, you see. Know, we'll see
0: we'll yeah. see and they 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 are worth the hype i think really good so there you go let it yeah. self cool. by the band
1: who are called sprints. sprints and it's not a race it's
0: not a race you know slow and steady wins the race for album of the
1: year. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, right, let's go back to Gaz, who's going to have a lot to say, <laughs> I think, about a new beat by Ulysses Owens Jr. and Generation Y, the sixth album from the New York-based big band leader, drummer, and his jazz collective. Now, mm. I'm just going to say this and let Gaz go. You brought this in, Gaz. This, to me, I did. is Fully old school, big band, pure jazz. This is exactly the kind of thing that I have very, very limited frame of references for. Um, Mm. But I've been trying to turn my ear to that. And Mm. from the start of Sticks, the first song, we're in. And I love that intro. One of the most, like, sort of impacting opens to an album you will hear, right? Big drum roll. And then this seems to be recorded live I don't know if the whole band are like it was recorded live in the studio I'm guessing
1: yeah well, we'll it, it kind of sounds like but well, it's been produced in a way that you, you're almost like it's in a club or something on the yeah. on the front row of some speakeasy yeah low ceilinged, thick you know cigarette smoke mm whiskey yeah and i love Uh, that the big drum
0: roll in the audience kind of go wild and then we're into this really fucking danceable beat and this this shuffle which kind of yeah like you say it it, it conjures up all of these images of proper old school jazz and i don't really have loads that i can say about this in terms of giving you an analytical blow by blow about Mm. what this is influenced by or what kind of era this is from or you know the tritones and the offbeat snare hits and all that shit i don't know that all i know is I thoroughly enjoyed being in this place with Ulysses Owen Jr. and Generation Y for an hour with his band. I got a lot of time for this man. I got a lot of time for that. Kind of rhythmically very, very intense, but still just cool and laid back. I imagine like a kind of a, a, a cigarette hanging outside of his mouth while he effortlessly just kind of drums away and everybody does mm-hmm. it. But like London Town. The trumpet player on that's doing some heavy lifting on that, right? And I'm going to shout yeah. out my MVP for this match, uh, for this match, for this album, I should say. The stand-up mm. bass on Soulful, you get the you get the man of match award just for that. It's incredible Killer, piece of this? like Killer. little nimble fingered loveliness. And when the yeah. drums, you know, when the Ulysses Jones Junior is in the background, just like. Just kind of like giving it some, just little jabs, jabbing, jabbing, jabbing on the fills mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh man, mate! I mean, look. As I said, I can't say more than I just, I just like this. Um, I like mm. this a lot, and it's made me think that jazz. I think it's going to happen this year. I think it's I not, think so. it's not a pipe dream. I think this is the year because it's already happening. I think it's happening. This is fucking grand, man. This is pure jazz. It's really great.
1: Yeah. Oh th- yeah, this is there's a wonderful kind of sense of almost free jazz kind of like permeating throughout this um i mean it's almost classical in in places as well um you know like i said you know sticks the the kinetic energy that that, that cracks literally in the first kind of i don't know one and a half seconds of this of the opening of this album, the kinetic energy that is contained in that and the fucking release, like just just this crack, you know, this beautiful kind of snare roll, and the crowd just goes ah, it just goes absolutely fucking barmy and like I mean, sticks um, is a cover, oh really? You know, it's a wonderfully kind of hard-edged take on um, um, the Cannonball Adderley standard. Like Cannonball Adderley is like mm-hmm. you know one of like the kings of kind of OG jazz, you know. um, and you know, but. It, it, this has been kind of sort of updated you know there's tons of swing and attitude in it and sass and like insane it's um piano playing um better days with its kind of percussive menace when it opens which then darts into an out of control kind of blistering kind of trumpet solo this is what you know I, I i kind of i mean i put this in because i you know I, i've been a fan of you lose the C zones junior for a quite a few years but i kind of put it in there as a kind of feeler for it, it was just like where's where's steve going to be at with this because it does go a bit west at times this album a little bit mm. a little bit you know there are there's beautiful kind of control on it, especially on like, you know soulful which is like a beautiful kind of tribute to kind of royal hardgrove with its you know the, the, that tightly robust double bass intro is it's sickening it's sickeningly good it takes the Piss man of those kind of in the pocket kind of snare stat uh, snaps and stabs like you were saying you know the production is amazing you know capturing that kind of live session feel almost like you're right in, you're sat right in the middle of the ensemble almost like it feels like you're the conductor and the banders around you the way it's been produced is superb oh, yeah it
0: sounds
1: it um, sounds amazing yeah it was in- incredible um and like you know f- fans of Sonny Rollins and Joe Henderson who are two of my absolute kind of favorites in in regards to kind of jazz players you will love this and I'm really happy that you you got a lot out of this, mate. I really, really am. You know, I I, I knew you'd like kind of soulful and you know stick to stuff, but, but it was kind of like the you know better days when that just goes, it goes a bit mad. <laughs> it I was does. Like, oh, okay, I was like, oh, let's, let's see, let's see what what you know what Steve does with this, but. You know, it, I, I would highly recommend checking out some kind of early 70s Joe Henderson stuff. Because I think if you like this, you will love Joe Henderson.
0: Yeah, I did. I had a really, like, I think, you know, again, it's something which I'm aware of this as, as a style, I guess. But, you know, the kind of, uh, I suppose, the, the, the sort of the stereotype of what it is... Um, you know, when you go like, oh, it's all like all that, and you go like, oh, uh, ha 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 jazz, do you know what I mean? But then when you actually sit yeah. down and listen to it, you just go, I yeah. do, oh, you, 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 you go, this is brilliant. Like, it, it like say, yeah. it sounds great. It's so, and every instrument feels like, I was yeah. listening to it and I was like, bloody hell, every instrument here is so separate. You know, like, yeah, that kind of having listened to a lot of like, Punk and metal and rock music and the way that that's produced, it feels like you know the the kind of they the, they're just better. I think they're just they're just more clear with what they seem to want to be doing. Even yeah, when they, it's but, mad, it's like oh you know like oh there's there's that over there and there, here's yeah. that. Everything it's seems separate and on it's the same yeah
1: kind of hymn sheet when everything's kind of layered up and layered. Yeah, up and, and it's not up. just kind of yeah. like
0: you know. And don't get me wrong, I like you getting a fucking. I mean, there's a really really great which we're not actually talking about um this month but there's a really really great album uh that's come out from a band called um uh Shooting Daggers who are really good okay. who are like a kind of punk band. And, and and that album's a mess it's basically a complete yeah. and utter mess right it couldn't be more different yeah. from this where even though you go on these wild sort of tangents and flights of fancies everything mm. feels like yeah like you say like everybody's locked in together and it is quite mm. a kind of challenge to go oh fuck this is just a completely different way mm. of listening to music because this yeah. is you know when we're talking Retrainer about is, like almost. you know Kay and Harold that's still you know I can go ah Sade and ah it's Laurel and Bula yeah. and Commons and, and stuff. whereas mm. this this is like this is the sort of the the, the kind of pure hit of like, like pure cut hit of jazz but mate, I really liked it. I really did like it. Um nice. I did think like am I going to get, really am I gonna get that, bored mate. of this? And then I was like, no, I'm not. It's um You can't. I, I, I can't
1: see how you could get bored of of this stuff. What what once you're in, it's it's uh yeah, it's it's quite a wonderful wonderful. Have you ever have you ever been to like, you know, a jazz club? Have you ever seen live no, jazz? No, I haven't. I haven't. No. It's yeah, it's an amazing experience. It was it was better my, my first ever kind of experience of, of kind of seeing jazz music live, it was 19, fucking hell, 1894, 1996, mm-hmm. uh, I was in Vienna, it was snowing outside, we found this tiny little jazz bar, um, obviously it was a good old days, we could still smoke indoors, so it was just like, it was like walking through fog, Yeah, glorious. Um, you know, table service, and that they, they were they they were basically playing on stage. They were doing the whole of the Porgy and Bess, okay, kind of production. So you know, summertime, mm-hmm. the living is easy, and all that. And it was, you know, um, and it was yeah. Once you see it live, so I think that was the night where it kind of the penny kind of dropped with me. I think I I kind of heard a bit of Marstow's before then. I was what I was eighteen. And that was the night where I was just like, yeah. I, and there is nothing like going to see some incredible live jazz music mm. in a small club. Mm. It's a wonderful, wonderful life.
0: Yeah, I want to do that. Let's bloody do let's it. Bl- let's bloody do it. Bloody do it. Uh, there you go. So that is Ulysses Owens Jr. and Generation Y, a new beat that is out now, as is Little Rope by Sleater Kinney, the 11th yeah. studio album by the American... Alt punk rock band Sleater Kinney, the follow up to their 2021 album, uh, which was called The Way of Wellness, I believe. The Path of Wellness. Yeah. yeah. Is it a Path of Wellness. Path of Wellness. Path of yeah. Yeah. And um, do you know what's funny? Because I've never really fully gone in on Sleater Kinney properly, and they didn't mm. at the time. I think okay. we were talking, if you listen to uh, patreon.com forward slash true cop pop tomorrow, the one that's coming up the Jellyfish one, I was talking about bands like Red Cross and Imperial Teen and Space Age Playboys and Warrior Style and stuff like that I just didn't really listen to. And Sleater Kinney are kind of one of those bands that I didn't really mm. fully listen to. Sebado never properly went in on Sebato, you know, oh, but I probably about? should. I did have a little kind of mm. gander at him a bit a few years back, but I haven't sort of properly done that. But anyway, um, but i have to say i'm always happy to be nice about carrie brownstein as i was a big fan of the show portlandia uh, i probably know more from that than i do this to be honest oh, yes. but yeah. um i've always liked everything i've, I've heard of sleater kinney here's what i'm going to say it's got a brief review for this i think this is really okay. good i think this is really good this is a really good kind of 90s riot girly indie rock album with good fast songs and good kind of bobbin slower songs say it like you mean it, that kind of emotional time, half-time, halftime, indie rock stomper, great. Mm. Um, slinky Bobbin bass on Needlessly Wild, um, Hunt You Down, Six Mistakes is legit fucking heavy. I was like, oh wow, they are yeah, getting legit yeah. fucking heavy. I yeah. think that this is getting slightly overshadowed thanks to the Sprints album. Yeah. Which has made me go, if I'm going to listen to a kind of Post-punky indie album—that's going to be the one. But I think you know, ten tracks, thirty-four minutes—you could yeah. listen to both, and this is worth listening to.
1: Oh, for sure! It, I, I'll always give you know a new Sleater-Kinney album a listen. I adore this band. You know, they were—I think they were the most enduring and influential of the kind of '90s riot girl scene. You know, there was. Oh, help me out, Steve! Babes and Toyland, Toyland,
0: L seven, Hole, L seven, um, obviously, yeah, Hole. Bikini Kill,
1: yeah. I take Slit Bikini over all of them, yeah. And obviously, I've, I mean, I fucking adore I love L seven. One album was, they play One album, one, don't they? Really? Uh, mm. Two albums. Okay. I got two albums. Bricks a heavy end. Um, um, the one that had Andre on. Um, oh, Good. Hungry for stink. The uh, one that had yeah, Fuel yeah. My Fire on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think you know they're obviously the most enduring and certainly the most influential. The one that kind of stood for feminism and anti-establishment more than most. Um, you know, but I mean, in regards to this album, you know, kind of based around loss, pain, and hope. This is probably kind of empowering, inspiring stuff. Really, you know, born from the tragic death of Carrie Brownstein's parents' death in a car crash.
0: Oh, I didn't so know Okay, that, I didn't
1: like, know yeah, that. fuck, yeah. And the US court's kind of ending the right to legal abortion. Well done. You're about to vote Trump in again.
0: Yeah, I felt that uh, there was a bit of that in there
1: as well. So. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's a tough, it is a tough listening to, uh, in parts and tortured listening in parts, but and, and a real kind of sense of bewilderment, you know, there's a real kind of vulnerability to songs. Like, don't feel right with lyrics, uh, like read more poems, ditch half my meds. Um, I mean, in the 90s, no one kind of did this music better than Sleet. And in 2024, I think they still sound really fucking vital. I I do agree with you in regards to, you know, Sprints, but when you've got the OGs coming back and releasing albums as good as this, I, you know, I, I, I will personally kind of probably take this over Sprints. And I adore the Sprints album. But I suppose it's kind of an established kind of part of my brain mm. is always reserved for something new from slitter kinney and carrie brownstein yeah she's fucking badass and this this is a great little album yeah more angry feminist music please Well, mate, 2024 nothing wrong that, up for that. but
0: i do think well up for that yeah i no, i think this is good i mean yeah uh maybe a lot of the kind of lyrical content maybe um passed me by somewhat because I have to say I was like having listened to sprints
1: that's what happens when you have a feminist girlfriend my friends <laughs> <Right>.
0: um, <laughs> yeah I think having listened to sprints quite a lot when this came in, I was going, "Ah, do we? need, You know, Sleet Kinney. Is it going to hit me as hard?" And like there was, and and also, yeah, like because I don't know that much about him. It's also produced by John Congleton. I did notice who is fucking brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it does yep. sound. Yep. I shouldn't be that surprised that it sounds really, really, really good. Um, and yeah, and I, mm. I was, it, it was a lot better. Again, a lot better than I expected it to be. And I didn't, unlike Black Grape, where I sort of went, "Well, I don't really expect anything from it." I was like, "I'm sure this is good," but you know, this yeah. deep into their career, is it going to be that good? And it. You know it is. It's it's yeah, huge. It's, it's, it's really for eleven albums in. Very very impressive. So little rope by mm. Sleet Kinney that is out now. We've got a couple more left. We've got three more left. In fact, right. Let's move on and talk about more jazz, sort of, sort of. We'll have the conversation as to whether or not this is actually jazz because we're going to be talking about Samurai by Josiah Soren, who is an Atlanta, Georgia-based, self-proclaimed bass player and beat maker. Uh, this is his debut full-length album, and mm. it's an album that celebrates uh, an intersection of jazz and hip hop, featuring a different Atlanta-based vocalist on every song. I say every song; a couple of them do pop up a couple of times. Yeah. The result of that is a superbly eclectic jazz rap record, which kind of harks back to the the kind of the the the. the the mid to late 90s backpack coffeehouse style rap. It can be incredibly groovy and danceable one minute. It can be incredibly deeply complex and layered and challenging the next. And I think it's fucking great, this record. Fucking, it's another one that, you know... <laughs> As soon as A.I.U. came on, it immediately put me in a good mood. Really lush sounding jazz rap that struts and shimmers about all over the place. You've got um, Abib Jahil, who I'm not familiar with the solo work of, but Mm. sounding fucking brilliant over the top of that. Again, tinkling, teasing, you know, kind of swerving piano um, on Unlearn the World. And that juxtaposition between... Again, you know, like, um, sorry, not unle- Unlearn the World. The um, I was gonna say, much like Unlearn the World on that title track, that juxtaposition between that really laid back musical style and quite an aggressive front foot vocal over the top of it, it just works, man. Yeah. It just works. Mm. Um, you know, How We Live is a banger. Um, sounds like a modern day soul classic, if you're asking. Truth Hayes, the, the vocals on that, kills it. You get Sons of Kermit, which is where it goes from being like a hip hop album with jazz inflections to a jazz album with some hip hop beats and a bit of a kind of at one point, you know, you get like a massive jazz freak out solo on the electric guitar, like fucking Prince has just wandered in. And then you you get this kind of clap along part and this kind of two stepping drums, and really deep horns. It's really, really good. Um, Something like Holy Land, I think, would have fit on the, the, the Key and Harold album to kind of go yeah. back to another thing that we've spoken about. And my favourite song on it is Low Vibrations because there's oh, someone yeah. called... um uh oh, Let me get this person's name right. Odia Sound. Audia Sound gives the album really kind of different voice there. She's got melody. She's got hooks. She spits rhymes. Musically, it's got some mad psychedelic shit going on, this kind of acid funk thing that's happening on it as well. She's brilliant. She's going full, like you know, aiming for Lauren Hill, Little Sims kind of places, yeah. right? I um I think this album is really good. I don't fully know if you're gonna turn around and go, Yeah, this is a jazz album. Um and that's what could but it could be three jazz albums in a week potentially. Not quite <laughs> jazz per se, but it's quite close to it. And regardless, it is this is great man
1: yeah this is it's glorious um oh well bloody phone here we go now? yeah oh nothing this is age is what happens. age <laughs> and a fat thumb is what happens right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah this is this is really really impressive stuff especially for kind of you know a debut, debut album kind of long player long player efforts mm. you know uh Josiah kind of sets out to explore the junction between jazz R&B and hip hop believe we've been here before on this episode yeah, have, yeah. <laughs> can I shock yeah. you um, should have done know...
0: Green Day shouldn't we should have done Green yeah. Day yeah. to Boo. mix it up a bit
1: jazz is shit <laughs> whatever um, startling exciting results don't get that on the fucking Green Day album believe you he me used to yeah It. Yeah, we did. it in 1995. <laughs> yeah. You know, for, first time you heard um, when Brainstream fades out into Jaded. That's, yeah, that's, that was fun. Once. Um, you know, each of the kind of guest vocalists, I think that they're all kind of from like the undergrounds kind of scene, aren't they? I think. None of them are kind of particularly kind of, you know, A-list names. Mm. Although, you know, judging them, you know, based on their performance um you know they deserve to be they really do deserve to be a list you know kind of each of the guest vocalists excuse me explaining their reality and their america and where do they think they fit in in 2024 you know decide got together a crack five-piece ensemble and then yeah um let yeah let let the local artists from the atlanta hip-hop scene kind of paint their own individual canvas on each of the tracks it's, it's a wonderful listen uh holy land is i think it's the strongest jam on here Oh, yeah, it's great. Is it Squale? Squal? Squale? Uh, yeah, Squale! I'm, am I'm gonna squally. let
0: you take that because I couldn't tell you. Thanks. Yeah. Let me take the bullet. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Um, you know, Squale is incredible wordplay about broken dreams and higher power. Kind of totally beautiful and really, you know, quite affecting. Um, on on a e i o u y. Uh, Shalom, Shalom. Little says, how can you feel this without loving it? I mean, that sentence alone kind of perfectly encapsulates everything I love about jazz. And especially everything I love about this record. Mm. How can you feel this without loving it? I mean, come on, dude! It's great. It's so great. Put that on a fucking t-shirt. Yeah, man. This is for an opening album. Fuck off. Seriously. Really good debut. That is. That is outrageous. It's outrageous. Really. Glorious listen. Really. Wonderful listen. That is by
0: Josiah Soren. The album is called Samurai. It's out now. Go and buy it on Bandcamp. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't yeah, why you would do that? You fool. Um, Photosynthesis by Leaf Dog is where we're going next. This is the eleventh, I think. Yeah. Don't quote me on that, but I think because he's a busy boy, Leaf Dog. Yeah, I think it's the eleventh solo album from the UK's own rapper and producer. One quarter of Four Owls, who you have been repping for some time Gaz look at him he <laughs> lifts so, his finny, skinny fists to heaven and whatever the,
1: don't talk about fisting no, again no sorry
0: uh, a group you got a lot of time for them this is a follow up to his 2022 album yep. Menu um, yep. and uh, yeah I mean well look mate I'm
1: going to let you start this one okay well you know Four, four Hours are kind of one of the greatest UK hip hop they are the for me they are the, the greatest UK hip hop act of all mm-hmm. time you know the three albums they are all modern classics but as well as their kind of powers combined they've also released did i call them the four some... owls i think i did oh, it's just yes yeah, it's just, it's, it's just it's four hours they're not then it's not you know it's right it, it, it's like white stripes you know it's not the white stripes it's white they're not a the the band yeah but did it's <laughs> just four owls and did it, but are they yeah okay fine sorry i i was thinking Do you know
0: what I mean? are they a three owls or four owls
1: that's the four hours. Four
0: hours. I did say four. Okay. Four hours. Because for some reason I was four like, hours. and, I, and I, I anyway, yeah. Did
1: you say that? I
0: don't know. I, can't I said. Remember. I think I said. I said four hours, but then I was like, in my head suddenly yeah. I was going, are they three hours rather than four? No, no. I think something. I think three colours red aren't
1: they? Yeah. Always. <laughs> See here he is. It's not me. It's not me this time, Sorry. Your Honour. Continue. Continue. <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, as well as their kind of the four of them with their powers combined, they've also re- like individually released some absolutely incredible stuff too. Like Verb T, the man with the foggy eyes, incredible album. Flip Tricks, Patterns of Escapism, you would love that album, mm-hmm. mate. It's incredible. And now you know you, we can add you know um, Leafdolls' new album to that list. It's it's all kind of smoky, vintage '90s hip hop beats and production, pure DIY stuff. You know they keep everything in house. They they've got their own um, record label, High Focus. They produce everything themselves. I mean, it's DIY. It's punk rock as fuck. It's DIY. It's wonderful. And, um, you know, Leaf Dog's kind of head nodding, high-pitched vocal delivery. It's well 90s. You know, all classic hooks and old-school boom-back beats. You know, there's a real kind of traditional, almost street corner sound to it all. The crack, the crack of the crate-digging needle. Mm. It's like a lovely, warm, nostalgic cuddle. From the golden era, man, it's another one you can follow away in the dad rap, you know, um section, mate. You know, if you're the same age group as we are and you love KRS One, Mob Deep, Gangstar, you'll fucking love this. Mate, I
0: tell you what, he's a good MC because I think like, is he I mean, we is he the greatest rapper ever? N- no, no. It's not about but
1: that and he would never set out to be Tonally
0: like that kind of old school hip-hop thing this uk-centric tonality that he has his voice and that flow Mm. he's got a bit of roots maneuver to his voice yeah right he's got a bit of like he reminds me like a kind of like a white robot root maneuver is that a weird thing to call someone a robot but i just think he's white robot He's almost I like
1: I know exactly. What yeah, like, I mean,
0: as soon as he comes in on nothing owed, he's got that vibe to it. It's brilliant, right? And he mm. sounds wicked. I think, you know, yeah. for me, he's at his best when he's when he's got that more propulsive beat behind him. Any chance I get, yeah. he sounds fucking brilliant on that. You know, the strings yeah. on that sound amazing yeah. as well. Do it, um, do it now is another one, I think. I really like bad um bad advice. Like lyrically, I think that's yeah. that's actually funny. Like he refers yeah, to himself as like an yeah. old man in that. It's like mate. You, yeah. you have no idea. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, there's like the song, ladies and gents, yeah. there's like loads of old school scratching and like kind of yeah. cut up piano samples and stuff yeah. again, which just sounds like, it, it sounds like it's, you know, like you say, you can hear the needle kind of scratching over the record. It sounds yeah. brilliant. And um, yeah. uh, there's a line where he says, you never catch me saying I quit like Mick Foley, which I think if yeah. you like, if you <laughs> like... It, what for the wrestling fans <laughs> in. yeah that's good but mate i'll tell you what as well yeah. and you know it's, it's very good this record there's a song called mm. till the end on it right yep and that's great there is a dr dre style production to it and i think you know i think mm. that's a, a, a massive compliment because it's yeah. not always like the most amazing incredible production through this record but he manages to do a lot with what I assume would be a fairly low budget in comparison with yeah. other people, right? Oh
1: gotcha. Um yeah.
0: I mean Big Pun Big Pun rocks up on Invincible. Fucking Big Pun. Hmm. What there he is? <laughs> he is. When's the yeah. last time you thought about a Big Pun? <laughs> when he did a song in Incubus. It's been a while. Two thousand one probably. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and mate again really good orchestral backing big boom back beats yeah. and big puns verse here is really good as well if I had one little criticism mm. of this it would be that at 20 tracks
2: yeah, and a bit long. with
0: not as many musical deviations as some of the other album we've spoken mm. about I think you could have done fair. with a little bit of chopping but nothing yeah, but fair. nothing on here in isolation is like is bad or unworthy of no. being on the record I just think like you know, I would have been a bit more brutal with, you know, making it fourteen, twelve, whatever. Yeah, you
1: know? I mean, it's a, it's a classic kind of band camp album. Yeah, you what know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. It's like twenty tracks. Yeah. You know, but I mean, if you like, you know, you were saying that you know the kind of more propulsive, the propulsive stuff on the album kind of turns you on. Seriously, mate, if, if you like the propulsive stuff on this, seriously, listen to the last, or well, listen to any of the three, four albums, albums, but especially the last one. You will love it if you like the pr- more propulsive stuff. You will dig for rounds. Yeah, mate.
0: I'm going to definitely do that on the basis of this. Uh, Photosynthesis by Leaf Dog is out now. Here's our final album. We've kind of come full circle, I think, Gaz, because the final album we're talking about is Bolts of Melody by Film Noir, the debut album from Adam Franklin.
1: No, no, it's Film Noir by Bolts of Melody.
0: That's what I said, didn't I?
1: No. Well. You said Bolts of Melody by Film Noir.
0: No, I fucked that up then, didn't I? Now, most people would edit that out.
1: Yeah, but we're not most people. exactly. Um,
0: So yes, Bolts of Melody. (laughs) Film Noir by Bolts of Melody. The debut album from Adam Franklin, frontman of Swerve Driver is his new side project. Essentially, a bit like The Smile, this is um, Mm. an extracurricular thing which sort of is mostly instrumental, psychedelic rock with the kind of big, fuzzy guitars that you would expect a member of Swerve Driver to give you, but with some extra little flourishes added to it that mean, whilst I don't think it is as good as the Smile album, it probably does more different stuff to his day job than what Tom York and Johnny Greenwood were doing on the on the the Smile album. But it's another, I, I think they're kind of, I think we have sort of kind of come in full circle throughout this podcast.
2: Because,
0: mm. you know, I do like this. I think it would be easy to make this a really fart sniffy, worthy, not at all catchy, (laughs) shitty album. But he's actually made it pretty nice to listen to. This isn't like pompous, self-important wankathon at all. You get 555, which is really alluring and catchy, far more so, to be honest, than anything on the Smile album. And I think it's not a million miles away from that as an idea either. It's got, a very film noir feel to it and it's it's mm. good I think you know High Rise Decade the next song I love it it's catchy it's got loads of forward momentum it's got these chiming guitars that's kind of becomes the sort of root of everything but it's just got drive do you know what I mean it could be meandering post rock for big
1: fat nerds
0: but it's actually a song it's an actual song congratulations
1: yeah Structure. I know Who, who'd have thought it yeah the What is this new thing you're talking about here? I mean, this is, um, you know, it's a wonderful kind of almost entirely instrumental kind of journey of like channel surfing through the late night TV Mm wastelands of obscure 70s European sci-fi movies and forgotten spaghetti westerns. Basically, movie (laughs) drone. If you're, you know, if you're in a certain vintage, you know, we all remember, you know, we all remember Alex Cox and um, presenting Movie Dream. Yep, like last year's The Cortina Protocol album. This is kind of pure, kind of soundtrack drama for a film that doesn't exist yeah. for me. And um, yeah, Suzuki's Dream comes across like a more p- prog air, and I love air. You yeah, know, it does. It's 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 got a bit. What was that what was that a soundtrack album they did? The Virgin Suicides. Remember yeah, That yeah, soundtrack yeah, yeah. album they did. That's fucking great. That's so good. Uh, Will's Black Flower kind of starts off with, with a synth-like beauty It then turns up the guitar with a guest spot J Maskis yes the Dinosaur yeah. um High Rise Decades is the best song on here though it's got that pure kind of noi motoric kraut rock beat mate I put kraut rock I, I, yeah I put there's a bit of kraut yeah. rock I, 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 think I, I don't know if you got your bingo sheets handy, but I think I've said kraut rock about eight times tonight <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good yeah. shit um you know, it's a gloriously kind of uncluttered listen it's, it's it's wonderful. Alan Franklin is an absolute legend. Swerve driver should have been fucking they should have been massive. They should have been huge. Rays is one of the best albums ever released on the creation label. It's it's wonderful. It's the one that's got Son of Mustang yeah, yeah. Ford on it. You know, the the quote unquote quite hit. Yeah. Um you know, our, our mutual friend uh, Bryony did um did a really nice article on louder sounds uh recently, um interviewing Adam Franklin. This is an outstanding listen, and if you've never listened to Swerve Driver before, it's not Screwdriver. Don't at me. Yeah, no. maybe that's why they never got massive. I, I, I can't. You know, I, I don't know why. No, I don't think it's that. It can't be no. that because you know, like you know, um, Ray's came out the same year as Loveless, and, and I, 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 I fucking adore Loveless. Loveless. is an incredible album. I think Raze is the better album. Okay, out of those two, I think. Well, mate, I'm you know. not
0: best placed to to to. Comment on that, Fair. to be honest. But I would say to
1: start with shoegaze. That been
0: yeah, would yeah. But mate, yeah. I mean, Black Flower, you're right, is uh, excellent. I love Isle of noises. Now that again, t- like yeah. the only thing we haven't mentioned, we talk about seventies like cop shows and stuff, and we talk about like you know film noir, and you talk about all that other kind yeah. of you know the, these obscure British whatever. Tom York doing the Sus- the Susp- Suspiria score a few years ago. The Italian yeah. horror of the Isle full of noises, yeah. I think, is great. Um, there yeah. is, yeah, like you mentioned, that kind of Suzuki's dream, very Germanic, slow, methodical kind of plodding yeah. rhythms. But then also that, yeah, this kind of um, this crafty and propulsive beat behind it as well, kind of early craft work sort of.
1: I I, I generally didn't think it would sound like this though because I saw it I was like oh you know it's the dude from Swerve Driver ergo I was thinking big sweeping fucking tons of guitar you know like Fender Jazzmaster and just like distortion on max and it's such I I was quite shocked and I I was again shocked at the end I was like oh fuck there's barely any barely any singing on Mm. this and initially I was like whoa sure by by the time I went like third and fourth lesson I was like this is this is great Really, really good. Yeah,
0: really yeah good. I really enjoyed this. I liked it a lot. Uh, i li- I literally liked it. Oh well, look, the reason they're here is because we like them.
1: Yeah, and we're not. That's what we're re- doing now, going forwards. Stuff we don't like. What's the point? What's the What's the point? What's the point? I've no interest in listening to shit. No, I want. I want. I want the shit, yeah. not actual shit. Not, I'm
0: not listening. I'm not.
1: Life is too short to.
0: You know I listen? I I watched, I a ten minute clip of Kevin James's stand-up comedy this morning and i got halfway through and i thought there are so few minutes in my life that i have left now where every minute is precious and i am watching paul blart mall cop do stand-up what am i doing right so just out of pure curiosity to see if he was a good stand-up or not and i thought well i know he's not gonna be so and in the same way i know that (laughs) the green day album is gonna be fucking rubbish so i don't need to listen to it so yeah only good stuff from now on
1: Yep, going forward. Good that's shit. That's the rules. I don't yeah. make the rules. I do. Them's do the, the rules. rules.
0: Um, anyway, that's it. The there you go. So, that is Bolts of Melody. The album, that's the band. The album is called Film Noir. Enjoy that. We'll be back mm. next week. Don't know what we're doing. Something. Go over to patreon.com forward slash so True cop pop, and you can listen to us talking about Jellyfish and Michael Jackson. Not in the same sentence, obviously. Come that would on. be very strange indeed. But we are still going to be doing those things individually uh see you later guys it's been a lovely time it was bad love you (laughs) bye